everyone thank you so much for joining us uh this is the inaugural session for uh, pembroke investigative services shortened to pembroke because we don't want to all get carpal tunnel as we try and type out my incredibly long name uh i am sitting in the gm spot which is uh probably new my name is nick and uh i am here to uh welcome you into our game this is our session zero we're going to be talking about everybody's characters and then running through a quick game of Decima in order to establish some relationships and go ahead and get uh, everything uh, set up for some of our locations as well. So uh, this is a... I'm going to actually read the copy that I was supposed to read, but I uh, got nervous, so please bear with me. Uh, as I said, this is session zero of Pembroke, which is a... Uh, Savage Worlds uh, actual play on Happy Jack's RPG Network. You can catch up on past episodes of other shows. This is our first episode at happyjacks.org slash shows. And uh, hopefully you already know all that because you probably watch and listen to us already. Uh, In any case, again, I am Nick. I am Game Master for this game. And I'm going to take a look and see that uh, where everyone is seated because I don't know. And uh, in this case, I'm going to go to my left, which is Jay. Yep. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Jay Holtham here. Uh, glad to be back with you uh, and the Happy Jacks. And since there's nothing else to say yet, I'm going to shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. You need to know who else is next. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Growing pains. I'm not used to being in this position on the show. Uh, let us keep going to the left and Blythe. Ah, it's me. Hi, uh, I'm Blythe. I'm BlytheKayla93 on Twitters and Instas, and there's not much more to say, so uh, I'm just excited to be here. Great. And then we're going to move down to Emily. Hi, I'm uh, Emily Vanderwerf. Uh, you can find me at EmilyVDW on Twitter. I will be playing a character. And lastly, we have Jason. Hi, I'm Jason. Um, I am going to be playing uh, the, you know, just one of those old standards, the satyr who's escaped the Fae and is obsessed with mortals and becomes a hard-boiled detective. Just, you know, the 
tired old that chestnut. Old chestnut. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so here we are. Uh, sorry, I'm just taking a quick look at uh, some news that is coming in. And uh, apparently there has been a changeover pinnacle, which I will read about, but I do apologize to everyone for not being up to date on that at the moment. Uh, in any case, we will go ahead and uh, get started here. So uh, the basic world that we are going to be creating today is takes place in a city called Covenant. Covenant is a uh, city on the west coast of an indetermined continent, and it uh, is a city in which the mortal and the supernatural uh, coexist. There is somewhat of a veil in between the two worlds and uh, any place there is a veil or a border. There are people who are in charge of investigating and protecting both sides. And in this world that falls to Pembroke investigative services in their local office. We have several people who are committed to uh, detective work, policing and finding new information about the interactions between the two worlds and they make up all of our players here, as well as other assorted people in that office. Uh, I think we should probably go ahead and get started. Um, what I will say is that uh, if you're not familiar with Savage Worlds, we are going to kind of go through some character creation, and hopefully that will help you uh, learn a little bit more about the system and get some additional information. So, uh, again, I guess... I don't really know how to do a session zero here. So uh, does anyone want to volunteer anything about what, who they were hoping to play? It sounds like Jason may have some ideas. Yep. I was softballing in that direction and hoping he would, he would pick it up. I just want to let everyone know the underside of this bus looks safe. Everything is in place and uh, we're, we're good to go. Um. Yeah, I, I can. I've uh, I've created a monster. Um, now I, I was focused on making a an investigator type and um, went into designing what I picture as a satyr or a fawn um, satyr. Some people probably say um, who it, it lives among. Uh, humans and is an occult investigator and um i mm, i don't know what all do you want me to say about it nick um i i guess that that's that's fine for now um and then if uh, i'm gonna go around here and uh make everyone else talk about what they were thinking about doing as well so if you weren't ready now uh you can be ready um emily did you have some ideas about the type of character you wanted to play yeah, and I think um, Jason and I have discussed perhaps a connection between our characters, but we have not yet. Uh, I don't know if we've confirmed that, so I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Jason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to be playing uh, a character named uh, Zoe, who is a uh, was raised human by human parents and has very recently discovered that she is... Uh, pure fae and therefore um, quite possibly an extremely dangerous ticking time bomb. Um, and it seems quite obvious to her that she was placed here 
in whatever world this is for some reason. Um, but her, her allegiances are with humans because that's where she was raised. Um, but there is some sort of uh, uh, fear within her that she will be activated. Um, I'm going to make her like super strong and, you know, kind of a heavy um, because I haven't played that kind of character before. And I think it would be fun. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the basic idea I'm going for. Yeah, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm playing like a less cool Giles to that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, less cool. All right. Yeah, I mean he's he's a pretty suave dude. Actually, um, I mean Anthony Head is pretty damn cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, yeah we, we had discussed that there's probably some background, possible uh, a familial relationship. I'm not sure uh, how that will play out, but. Um, yeah, ha- having like it may even be sort of my job to keep an eye on Emily's character as a you know all fellow member of the Fae and uh, you know sort of keeping track of things to keep the humans safe. So uh, that's that's kind of what we had talked about. Okay, Emily is a uh, Zoe Z O E or Z O E Y Z O E. Uh, and her last name is Browning, in case you need to know that. Okay. Uh, I didn't that. yet, but I'm adding it to my notes, so who knows? We will find out if that uh, is important later. All right. Uh, going around the circle here, Blythe, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the character you were thinking of making tonight? Well, so my character concept kind of is stemmed from honey lemon from big hero six, but specifically from big hero six, the movie, cause she's very different in the comics. Um, someone who's kind of this smart techie creates these weird concoctions and like devices for people to use, but sometimes they don't always make sense. Uh, I definitely don't want to play human, but I haven't decided what I want her to be. Uh, I started drawing her, though. It's like a cute little... Oh, dang, that's cool. <laughs> um, uh, nice. But this kind of, like, techie... I guess in the investigative world, she'd be kind of akin to, like... I think her, the character name was Garcia on Criminal Minds. The, like, I hack into the mainframe and I make all your devices for you. Like, the Agent Q of things. <laughs> all right. Cool. Nice. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, do you have you thought about a name yet? I am no. Okay, <laughs> not not a problem. But we'll figure <laughs> that out as, as it comes along. Uh, and I think that that leaves Jay. That does leave me. Uh, I had been uh, feeling, and I, I don't know. I don't know why I was feeling especially spooky or whatever. Maybe it's just the the times. Um, that I wanted to do someone who was undead. Uh, and we had talked a little bit. Uh, I've been uh, a little too steeped in the old comic book world uh, of late. Uh, we had talked a little bit about a Solomon Grundy, but now I'm thinking more either dead man or specter. Um, uh, someone who is, is dead uh, or has recently been dead. Uh, return from the other side of that veil, a changed being. So, formerly human, but no more, no longer purely human. 
and has some sort of life mission to fulfill. If that makes sense. Okay. I think that that sounds great. And uh, again, have you thought about uh, a name yet? Or do you want to let that develop? I'm going to let that develop. Uh, I'm thinking about, I'm still, I still haven't even settled on a a nationality uh, race for this person yet. So I'm still letting that sort of simmer. And we'll see, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what comes out. Okay. Uh, well, since it sounds like uh, we basically have a table full of uh, non-humans, uh, I just want to talk for a moment about the race creation rules in the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, which will be the edition we will be using. Uh, it is the most current edition of the rules, um, so that should uh, hopefully work out pretty well. Uh, it is available through Pinnacle Entertainment and uh probably other places, but I couldn't tell you where off the top of my head. Uh, but don't pirate it, because that would be bad. It's uh, pr- pretty inexpensive as a PDF, and it's not much more expensive to get a physical copy, and I highly recommend it if you like the system or the or this show at all. Um, so, in that, in that book, they did lay out a set of rules on how you can create characters that are not baseline human, and they do give some examples uh, available in there as well. Uh, none of those seem like they've hit the sweet spot of what my players are interested in playing. So instead, we went ahead and started working on some of the creation rules. Uh, Jason, I am again going to lean heavily on you, since we did do kind of a complete walkthrough of uh, Silas's uh, creation of, of a satyr race. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that um, in essence the way that the, the rules work are kind of just an extension of character creation which I will I promise get into in, in just a couple minutes here uh, but what you're going to do is uh, let me back up a second like all role playing games Savage Worlds has a set of attributes that everybody has and then the way that you can kind of differentiate your character Uh, as there's no class system in the game, is through edges and hindrances. Edges, of course, being generally good things for your character, hindrances being things that are maybe opportunities or things that uh, you need to work on or uh, potentially... uh, They they can be psychological in nature, they can be physical in nature, they might even be social in nature, depending on exactly what they are. But they're just ways in which your character is a little bit different uh, and gives you an opportunity to do some role play off of that, uh, which is actually very important because there is a key mechanic based uh, primarily off of that information. In this case, races are created with two free points that all of the created races get. So you get two points worth of advantages right off the bat uh, for free. And then any additional advantages you want to take for that race you have to pay for with hindrances, which just represent a kind of general way that these people exist uh, in the world that you're creating. In this case, uh, we went with actually a, re- a whole lot of things for uh, Jason's Satter character. So if you want to, uh, I am unapologetically extra. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I am. 
uh, did, did you wanted me to uh, walk through the what we created a little bit? Yeah, if you would, if you do that, I think yeah. that might help a little yeah, bit. Sure. And especially since we do have uh, other players who are going to be kind of considering that as well. Uh, yeah. So some of the stuff I went through uh, to create this, and again, some of the language here is a little. Uh, like worthy of discussion really we're talking about a species um and uh the some of the things that i wanted to represent for early so what i'm picturing in my mind for a satyr or is sort of the fawn or a goat man type of thing and so i'm picturing much more of the goat goat man style of things has you know hooves and digitigrade legs and um probably a little like nubby horns but they never really came in big um and, but you know, like a, a great, like pointy beard, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I had imagined. And so, uh, with that in mind, I picked some things uh, for the the satyrs or fawns of this world um, that they uh, have arcane resistance, uh, in that they're resistant to magic in general, and. Um, and also kind of made the decision there that, like, typically most uh, satyrs are not, therefore, wizards. Because it, it seems sort of weird to be resistant to magic and then also be a wizard. Uh, it seems like it would be, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure some individuals have done it. But that was kind of the idea we were going for. Um, I took the attractive edge. Um, we're, we're, I'm, I'm pretty good looking, you know, can't... Uh, well, at least Silas is. Uh, and I took immune to poison because we got a party. And, uh, you know, party like it's 1999. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I also picked uh, leaper, not leper, leaper, spelled the same. means something very different. Um, very good at jumping. <laughs> and um, so as a goat man is likely you're likely to find him up on little ledges of things like how did you get up there why did you get up there i don't know um he craves that mineral yeah exactly um just chewing on the side of a building uh i had actually tried to figure out how i could craft an edge that says i could eat anything but nick didn't like it so i didn't do it uh, that's not true. I don't think I even mentioned it to you. I was embarrassed no, not at all. when I was looking it up. I was like, no, nah, there's no way I can make this work. I'm not going to tell anybody. So it's just a secret. Don't tell anyone that I was thinking about that. Um, Hold on. I'll cover my ears. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Uh, I also have uh, I have low light vision and then um, a dependency to party like i actually have to be around social situations which is extremely <laughs> alien to my personal experience but um like my my batteries start to run down I, i'm not a robot this time everyone i'm just gonna put that out there i'm not a robot but um oh man robot goat 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 bot is good robot listen <laughs> If you played Fallout 4 and you played a robot, you would basically be Nick Valentine the satyr right now. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, the whole thing is formed in my mind now. Thank you, uh, Blythe. You fixed it. That's that's incredible. I'm just like the biggest Fallout nerd. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. So many things are exploding in my brain right now. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll take over here for, yeah. for just a second while, while you, uh, while you uh, process. <laughs> 
Um, the reason that we went with sort of attractive wasn't necessarily that, you know, all goat men are super sexy, although maybe they are. But uh, mechanically, it gives a bonus to persuasion. And so we thought that kind of the lore would be that satyrs are good at talking people into doing things that might not necessarily be in their best interest and partying and having a good time and creating those kind of uh, high emotional social situations that satyrs need in order to be able to uh, thrive. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's always a party. It could be any sort of... Uh, intense emotional release so you know if if nothing else is available like we, uh, he proposed maybe he slips into a funeral and just yeah. wants to like feed off of some of that just like uh, energy real quick for some quick feels and then yeah yeah you, you know like, and then go ahead oh no i was i was just gonna ramble <laughs> so you're like happiest when i break up with my boyfriend that's you're just like or when that. you start a brand new relationship. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the peaks. Well, peaks and yeah, valleys yeah. of emotional response. That's what I live for. But if um, you're like having a, it's fine and everything's chill, no, that's not okay. Ideally, no, which is a, <laughs> that creates a relatively problematic uh, neutral zone for me. Mm. <laughs> um, he, he doesn't like the mean. He only likes the... Uh, right. Peaks and I only like the nice. Oh, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, so then we also added some things uh, as a hindrance. It turns out uh, it's hard to swim with um, hooves uh, f- for a person size. Horses can swim because they have a lot of mass. To uh, I can't swim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, have you seen the never-ending story? I don't know how successful it's swimming horses are. That wasn't water. <laughs> Although, it is it is one of Silas's favorite movies, because he knows that anyone he watches it with. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I broke Jack. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay, uh, so also took thin-skinned. Uh, we're, we're, like, quick to emotions uh it, like whatever the emotion is it thin skin made it sound like you get angry at the drop of a hat but i i think of it more as like emotions <laughs> you know it's just like ready to go at like we need you here and you're here <laughs> and like either either end of the scale is is generally where he, uh, where he's going to start um and um oh and then we also noted that because uh, he's like originally from the Fae, grew up in the Fae, that he doesn't start with a, a die in the common knowledge core skill. Um, so th- I, I had to actually train that up um, because that was a learned ability. And then also um, research is for nerds. And so I took a minus to my research skill, which is a pain because it's like a core skill to what I'm doing as an investigator. <laughs> but it seemed like the right thing to do for a group of people who mainly party until they fall asleep and then they get up and they party more. And um, it, it seemed like research would be a struggle. So that was uh, that's everything that went into balancing the sort of pluses and minuses of, of being a satyr fawn goat man. Beautiful. Cool. 
So uh, I do want to say that uh, we heartily refrained from calling the thin skin version in the game uh, easy to get as goat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to refrain so much that I'm not going to make sure that I mention it because it is on brand for me. And if I didn't, people would wonder if I was sick or replaced with a doppelganger. Ooh, let me write that down. Um, so, uh, thank you, Jason. I appreciate you going through kind of the character, the uh, sure. racial creation process that, that we went through for Silas. Uh, did anyone have uh, any questions or ideas about wanting to do something like that for their own character? Mm-hmm. And and if not, and you want to talk about it off stream... doing something to sort of create a... a, a Uh, I I think we kind of lost you there for a second. Oh, no, I just was saying um, I'm going to be creating my own thing, but I'll figure it out. I'm good. Okay, so we can kind of talk about it uh, off-channel and uh, figure out those those sorts of things. Uh, Jay, did you want to take a look at any of that stuff? Let's let's try to work our way through this. Uh, Because, yeah, as as I'm thinking about it, um, because it's sort of... Like, it's a combo of the celestial from the playbook mm-hmm. uh, and human. Like, I, I think that's I think that's sort of, like, important that he is kind of human uh, as, I'm, as I'm sort of playing in this more speed. I'm less in the, like, zombie realm. If that all makes sense, uh, I kind of lost you there. It might be connection on my side, but I'm. What it sounds like is you want to be kind of more in the revenant crow side of things than in yeah. the zombie sort of side. Yeah, I mean we can call him a revenant. I like that. Okay. Fire yeah. it up. Fire it up. Yeah. So, oh, I do have a name now. Got a name, okay. Benton Ales. I don't think that's. I don't think I've stole that from anyone else. Hold on one second. Say Benton. Sure, Benton. First name Ales. Last name A I L E S. Uh, no, like the like the booze. So A L E S. Like he drinks okay. ales, even though he does not drink. Gotcha. I'm austere person. I will drink enough for both of us. Don't worry. <laughs> I highly recommend that you do. Uh, and so, yeah. So if we go with Revenant, uh, let's sort of see. So the traits. Uh, so what what I uh, talked to Jason about when we went through his character is is uh, obviously you have your character and you have the things you want to be good at and things of that nature. We don't care about those right now. We just want to distill, if there was a population of revenants, what would mark them out? And let's just drill down and focus on what those things are. So at their core, at their very least, every single single one of them has X, Y, and Z. What what are those things? Um, those are, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. Uh, they are hard to kill. Okay. 
since they've already been dead. Uh, they are driven. So they, they have some sort of mission? Yep, they all have a mission. Uh, either a mission of revenge or a mission of protection. Okay. Something from their former life that they failed. So there, there's always a reason that they have come back. Yep. Okay. Any other defining traits? Let's see. We should give them some, like, Nick, fun, weird crap. What, was there a uh, thing called Construct or something? There is. Construct is is a, a set of bonuses that um, they combine into one because a lot of people want to make Gollum or Clockworks or Zombies or Undead. Uh, and it just takes sort of a bunch of the edges, combines them all up into one point total. Uh, Construct is very expensive, but it does replicate a lot of the experience of not having to worry about uh, the same sort of things that most people who have to eat and breathe uh, have to worry about. Uh, It gives you a bonus to recover from uh, the shaken condition, which is one Mm -hmm. of the conditions that occurs in the game uh, Mm -hmm. fairly often. Uh, It means that you are immune to poison and disease. You don't have to eat or drink. Uh, It does come with a drawback that is built in, which is that uh, healing medicine doesn't work on you, and instead you need to be repaired. And then we can address whether that means uh, through some sort of supernatural thing, or if you actually have to find someone who has to re-socket that arm and stitch you back together, we can figure something out like that. But it's a way of just representing that this thing doesn't have any natural healing qualities, and so therefore can't be affected by healing magic, can't go to the doctor and say, oh, I have a pain here when I breathe, because that also doesn't happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes, let's definitely go with that. Okay. Uh, With... uh, Can't be healed by medicine, but healed by magic? Can we? Can I make it like super specific, like healed by a ritual? Sure. Uh, the 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 obviously that there needs to be some sort of drawback. So the way that I would consider it is it isn't like we let's say we get out of a combat and you're injured. It mm-hmm. isn't something that you can just no. Uh, you know, like your your party members can't sit there chant for a minute and a half and you're fine. It's no. something that has to like. It, it's the equivalent of having to go to the hospital. It's just right. magical hospital. Right. Uh, let's say my magical hospital is I have to be buried in my own grave again. Okay. I love it. That sounds great. You got to treat me all the way across town, rebury me for, you know, a length of time, and then I come back out healed. Okay. Yeah, I love that as sort of a drawback to, to Construct. Um, now, the other problem with, with Construct is, as I mentioned, since it comes with a lot of different effects, it has a pretty high price. Um, mm. It has, uh, in, in, in the books, it costs eight points, which need to be bought off with hindrances. Now, you have two points uh, already allocated, because we're creating characters that have a plus two positive uh, mm-hmm. uh, benefit here. So you need to make up six points of bad things, quote, bad things, to make up for the fact that you are kind of supernaturally tough 
and don't need to worry about uh, a lot of things that mortals do. Cool. Uh, can I just sort of select them from the hindrance list? Uh, there's actually, there, there is a specific hindrance list for race creation, but no. some of those options are select uh, a hindrance from the character creation side as well. Uh, for example, that's how we ended up with satyrs being thin-skinned. Thin-skinned is a character hindrance that he took uh, using the uh, other the race creation rules. So Got it. We don't have to flesh out all of those right now, but it's something to keep in mind that there are some drawbacks to being uh, one of the living dead in the world where people do need to eat and breathe and sleep. Um, Got it. Yes. Can I ask a question about creating my own racial ability? Absolutely. It uh, sounds like you have an idea for something that you want. Yeah, I didn't find anything quite right in the, the drop-down menu. Uh, I'm calling this energy vampire. That's not quite the right name for it. I want, okay. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the, the the way that the Fae in stories are often depicted as like easily sort of sucking just normal humans into their web. Uh, mm-hmm. And then sort of sucking the energy from them and um, that becoming a, uh, I'm trying to portray that as a negative though, because I think it's like destroys all her relationships um, and she doesn't have that sort of connection. And um, yeah, she's like, like feeding off of it in ways she doesn't entirely understand so I could see where that might be a, a, a help, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to portray it as a hindrance where like she's become kind of a loner for that reason. Or okay. alternately, she has just like an endless, an endless array of people who will do anything for her, but like they're all kind of like, they're not quite zombies, but they are all like kind of, you know, they're like, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, they're obsessed. They're like obsessed with her. That's what I want to say. Okay. So for the negative aspect of that, uh, I would ask, like, if you can't get access to that, does it cause you difficulty or harm? Yeah, I think, yes, I think so. I think it is like, um, it like slows me down, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like a thing that it's a thing that I don't want, but that I have to have. It's it is it is really like a, like a vampire needing blood, but with like connection. I'm trying not to do Jason's thing. <laughs> well, well, in all in all honesty, I mean, I don't know if this is okay with Jason, but the fact that you kind of want to take something like this as well is sort of leading me in the direction of maybe this is just a characteristic of people from the Fey realm is that they the reason that the Fey realm intersects with the mortal realm all the time is that we have is that mundane people have something that Fey need which mm-hmm. is that energy whether it's a specific energy like there might be something that only feeds on despair or whether it's all sorts of things uh, like satyrs do any sort of high and low will work for them like that. So that might just be a blanket in this world, a blanket thing that all Fae have a dependence on. How do you feel about that, Jason? Well, I was going to say the same thing. Actually, I think it, it uh, speaks to like a consistency in the, the storytelling there that if, um, uh, yeah, like we, we both need something from social interactions, and that's kind of what marks someone as Fae. 
I want to make it very specific and say that what I specifically need is um, to be adored, worshipped, something like that. And like, I don't entirely understand that yet. Um, I think the idea would be like Faye in the human realm, if left unchecked, would become like some of the most powerful political entertainment celebrity figures. Um, and uh, Zoe doesn't really want that. She's got sort of the the human um, upbringing that keeps her from wanting that. But like natural, like naturally, people want to uh, be around her and and do things for her. Um, and that's uh, if she doesn't get it, yeah, she's she's slowed down. So I'm going to make it dependency. That's just that's just easier than me trying to create something. Okay, well that that works for the negative aspect of that, but obviously um, Zoe is getting something out of it too. So how right. do you what what do you envision that as? Does it make her stronger or faster, or is it more of like a general well being thing? Also, how do we want to interpret the fact that uh, there's almost a compulsion, which is for for people to want to give that to her, um, right. which could be a positive and a negative. I do. I think that the positive of it is if she needs, basically, if she needs to get in a place, she either knows somebody or uh, uh, can very quickly sort of like drain somebody and make them uh um make them want to do her bidding but like i do think that sort of the downside of that is like she has in essence a lot of stalkers i don't know how like how to put that okay Um, yeah so um so i i don't we don't necessarily need to talk about all of the mechanics right here on stream but it sounds to me like we could represent that by something like uh, there's probably some sort of edge uh, like contacts that would enable you to be okay. able to have. And if not, we'll create something like that that enables you to like know a person uh, for a particular thing. Okay. We can work out if there is um, uh, some sort of a, a, uh, a bonus to your um, charisma or persuasion to be able to get people to do what you want right away and represent that as being kind of a a compulsion. And then we can also do something like look at um, enemy, I think is one of the hindrances and we can reskin that a little bit to be like people who are obsessed with you, not necessarily that they're trying to do you wrong, but if they show up in inconvenient times and they're fawning or, might cause problems in a situation that you don't want a bunch of people around that could kind of be simulated by that, by that edge. Does that sound like a good place to start? Yeah. I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I think that probably outside of the the stream, we can sit down and hammer out some of these details. Um, but it sounds like those are some, some good places to start. Um, so just, just to recap for Zoe, you want, uh, you want her to be a changeling who is a, a full-blooded fae, yeah. but identifies as human because that's mm-hmm. where, where she was raised. Yeah. And in your mind, those end up being, uh, the core aspects of that are being super strong, super tough, uh, having this uh, vampiric need for adoration yeah. that can uh, complicate your life, but also then gives you some other benefits as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I, I kind of have a firm idea of that. Um, and I think, 
uh, for her, like it's been activated very recently. So, okay. So uh, up until recently, uh, Zoe was thought that she was fully human, but something happened. And now these kind of strange powers and feelings are all coming in and she's kind of figuring out how to deal with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Uh, I, I love all that. I love that idea and that concept. Um, Jay, did you have more um, that, that you want to talk about for uh, well, Benton? I have, I have added so many hindrances, probably <laughs> too many. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went a little, a little, a little slap happy here, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, so, basically, started drawing this character who uh, I added, um, in particular, Death Wish. That uh, the idea is, you know, whenever I fulfill this goal, I get to, you know, return to heaven. Uh, I get to go back to, you know, the, a better afterlife than this. Um, and so that's uh, that's sort of the goal. Uh, okay. I went with outsider as a major hindrance. Okay. Uh, so that subtracts two from my persuasion rolls. Uh, and since I am legally and technically dead, uh, my, <laughs> my, my legal rights are a little nebulous. Okay. So it sounds like some of this is actually transitioning into your character as opposed to the racial characteristics. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Is that okay? Oh, no, no, th- th- that's fine. I just want to make sure that... Um, we will sort of separate out those two things. Like with Jason, I had, we had some talk about uh, things that he really wanted for his character, but we had mm-hmm. to like think about, is this something that is Silas or is this something that all Seder has? No, not all Seders. Yeah. Right. Not all. <laughs> but but I, think, I mean, I think, I think both of those are, are racial traits that like all revenants, you know, they're brought back for a reason and when they fulfill whatever that goal is, whatever that revenge or whatever that that task is, then they do get to you know go on to an actual like end. You know, okay. they get to go on to whatever their their reward is. Uh, and I think it was interesting if it's this class of people who, again, they were human or some other race, they were whatever, they were alive, then they died, and now they're back again. And that there is a sort of nebulous, quasi-gray area of law in terms of, you know, what are they responsible for? What can they own? What can they not own? That they're sort of a, a not exactly a, a full-on second-class citizen, um, but just it's a little murky. Okay. Well, what I would... Um, my, my thoughts on that are I like the idea that uh, I think Death Wish can really be used to, to good effect for, for what you're talking about. I like that Revenants come back for something that is big and kind of difficult and not just like, you know, oh, I, I never told her that I loved her. Right, yeah. You know, which, which obviously is important and tell, tell your loved ones you love them. But yes. I'm saying you very rarely are going to have a Revenant who comes back who can accomplish their mission in five minutes Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, okay, uh, that that's my time, and uh, I'll, see you, <laughs> I'll see you when you pass. Yep, um, like that. The thing that I'm not a hundred percent sold on, and we can kind of talk about this, is the uh, idea that um, 
being dead means that you have like legal troubles. Cause I think that probably a lot of revenants just don't care. They don't care That's that so they're true. living on the edge of society. Now right. I think, I think that might be something we can consider specifically for Benton because okay. he is operating and does have to operate as a, right. you know, as a person all the time. But um, I'm not, I'm not drawing a line of sand. No, I don't like this. I just think that that's something we can talk about and maybe sort of flesh out the idea. Sounds good to me. That works. Great. Okay. Uh, anything else before uh, I, I move over? Uh, just one other, hold on, one other sort of racial characteristic, and it's a little tweak uh, on, uh, again, just sort of making this like life difficult on the ugly, um, because, you know, poking around on the internet and also uh, fantasy world playing. Uh, I wanted the character, uh, I started thinking about the Idris Elba in the Dark Tower as sort of a physical model, but I okay. still wanted to take ugly, that there's something sort of generally off-putting about being a revenant. Okay. I think that works uh, with Outsider, and the Outsider can kind of be rolled okay. up into that uh, yeah. by it, but like, there's definitely... Even if people don't know that you're dead, I think that there's something that is like hindbrain that is like yep. there's something not right about this guy. I don't yeah, know what it is. Exactly. Yep. Like I don't. I don't like looking. I don't like being around this guy so much. Okay. Great. I th- I think we can absolutely work or work work with some of those ideas. And then one last quick thing I did have to ask, uh, or rather mention, there are some other edges that represent being. Uh, difficult to kill and difficult to injure. And I think that we mm-hmm. can maybe explore some of those and maybe um, not just rely specifically on construct, but cool. um, try and figure out some other ways that make it like death is, is an inconvenience rather than a finality for you. Right. Great. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, Blythe, you had said that you did not want to play human. No, I do not. Okay. So uh, I would I would say now that everyone else has kind of talked a little bit about what they were thinking of, has that given you any ideas? Um, she has a name now. Okay. Her name is Analia Torres. Um, I was kind of toying with a kind of, so there was, there was another game that's not ever going to be streamed, but I really like the concept of the character. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get to use it again, where she was, she's half demon or half like celestial being. Okay. And is basically born with a purpose that she knows she has to fulfill someday. So, like, every time. And, like, it's not necessarily a good thing. Like, eventually she's leading herself closer to a doom that she doesn't she doesn't want. Uh, so, in the meantime, she's just, like, trying to get really good at things and, like, be a good person. <laughs> okay. Inevitable, like, probably bringing about the end of the world and hoping that she can stop it. So is this like a, um, not to go like super deep dive into Hellboy, but Hellboy. like there's, there's a thing that we're like, he's been summoned because he is the, he's the king and he's going to usher in the end of the world. And you have some sort of apocalyptic destiny that is, uh, that, that is, that, that, that you're trying to avoid for now or. Yeah. I was, I was kind of going a little bit of Hellboy and a little bit of Raven from Teen Titans. Okay. 
where like you have this very very powerful father who is probably going to come and try to use you to bring about the end of the world but she's going to try to not let that happen so she's trying to do a bunch of research to make sure that doesn't happen and get really good at things and make powerful friends okay hey let's not let this happen so is that for your idea is that more a background or do you think that this is actually a separate uh race because i like all of this information that you've kind of said so far to me sounds like this could just be like background information and inform your choices without necessarily being a separate race unless there are specific characteristics or traits that you think make you different from uh, I was I was going people. to make her look different. Like she is, she's half human, half demon. So she's going to look slightly. It's. I was leaning a little bit into the Hellboy ish with the like. She's. I'm not going to give her like horns or anything, but like right. Slightly like like off colored skin and weird markings and like things like that. That just her eyes are a different color. Think kind of tiefling e. Okay. Okay. Uh. So. Like I've asked other people, what do you feel the core representatives? If there was if there was a whole bunch of people like you, like if there are a whole bunch of people like this character, what would be the core elements that would kind of define them? In terms Pos- of positive and negative. So like take taking away what what Annalisa wants to do out of the equation and what she's good at. Uh, like you, you, you brought up tieflings. Tieflings yeah. are generally, uh, per per that book, they have horns, they have tails, they all have uh, hellish rebuke. I think as as a as a racial trait. Well, yeah. the baseline. I know yeah. there's uh, changes. Um, so, like, what are the what are the characteristics that you think of that are core that every person of your race society makeup would have would have um i would say they're uh innately gifted at like magical things okay so they all have like a they're kind of innately good at doing magical related things which uh probably helps them towards whatever weird goal they're working towards um they that can be good or bad depending Uh on how they wield that. Um, hmm. And I also like, I feel like there are more than one of them because I feel like they're not, they don't always, they're not always success. It's not always successful because they're raised by human parents. And just because you're half demon doesn't mean shit if you're going to be good or bad. So I feel like this has happened a few times as a weird experiment and it keeps failing because half of them just are like, why would I want to end the world I live in? I don't really get it. Okay. Um, so so to, to think about, I'm going to, for ease of my own head, I'm going to call them uh, cambions, since I believe that is the, the term for half, half human, half yeah. demon. I think you're right. Better. Yeah. Um, so, so if we're going to make cambions and there's a bunch of them around, do they have, other than being magically gifted, uh, do they all see really well in the dark? Are they yeah. all uh, have, have trouble climbing trees? Do they all 
Um, you I know, would say do, do, all, do they all have fangs or claws? Like, what what is a, a characteristic that, that they, they all have? they all can see in the dark? They're all decent with magic, um, and yeah, they all have fangs. They tend to lack pupils. Um, some have tails. I wouldn't say that's like an. I would say some have more demonic traits. So, like, some can have tails, some can have horns, but not all of them do. Okay, but they all have fangs and they can all see in the dark. Yes. Okay. So what I have here uh, so far are that they are magically gifted. Uh, They can see in the dark. They have fangs. What are characteristics that they have that might put them at a disadvantage at times? Um, hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of things. Do, do they get it's, cold easily? They always uh, need a light sweater. I was actually going <laughs> to joke that they all like seem to have some weird aversion to water. Like they all just don't like it. Like it makes them uncomfortable because it's wet and cold, and that's just not cool. <laughs> that's something we can we can figure out a way to to make that work. Like or just like yeah, like I think yeah, I actually I like that idea. Like, they get too cold. They don't like being in cold places or in the weather, like in cold weather. So are they like cats or are cats like demons? Cats are like <laughs> demons. Okay. <Yes. laughs> um, I don't, I did not mean to make her so cat-like. <laughs> yeah. But it's what was leading into. You So the, you don't have a lot of, you don't have a big Cambian population in Seattle is what you're saying. No, no. Not a lot of. They try to not live in cold places, but every time they do, they're always like, it's like 78 degrees and they're in sweaters for some reason. And everyone's like, it's not even cold. They're like, there was a breeze. Right. <laughs> in other words, there's a Cambion in every cubicle farm office. The one who insists that the temperature, the right temperature is 85 degrees inside. The right temperature inside <laughs> is 78 degrees. <laughs> so this is a very real battle for me. <laughs> Great. Okay. So it sounds like we have some things to work on uh, with that to sort of iron out some of those details. I don't want to like make you have to sit here and think about everything on the spot on camera. Um, But, but we can definitely talk about that and we'll sort of hash out what the core elements are and uh, exactly what that's like. Um, What I want to do right now is uh, we spent a lot of time basically on the uh, backgrounds of everybody uh, for their racial archetypes um, I'd like to go into the actual character generation mechanics for Savage Worlds, kind of walk through that a little bit, uh, and then look at look at some of those things as well. Savage Worlds uses five uh, five ability scores, uh, so to speak, which are strength, agility, vigor, uh, spirit, and smarts. Uh, not necessarily in that order. That was just the ones that they occurred to me, which represent all of the sort of things that you can do without having skills. Uh, the system is using a polyhedral dice set. Uh, and so every everyone, unless they have some uh, change in their racial makeup, for instance, starts with a D4 in all of those characteristics, which is uh, not great. The fundamental mechanic of the game is that most trait rolls are going to be uh, with a target number of four, 
So a D4 still can succeed, uh, but of course, higher dice means you're going to probably succeed more often. Uh, all characters start with five points that they can allocate towards those uh, attributes. So if you want to be normal uh, or average at everything, you can make everything a D6 using those five points. If you want to keep something at a D4 that you're not very good at, let's say you tend to be sickly, so you're going to keep your vigor at a D4. That gives you a point that you can use to spend somewhere else and bring a, a D, bring a, another attribute up to, say, a D8, which is going to be pretty good at that, uh, pr- pretty good at being able to succeed at that, that item. Um, there are additional ways that you can get more character points for attributes. That comes into when we get to edges and hindrances, uh, which can modify those, those totals and those numbers as well. So with that in mind, uh, does everyone know how they want to allocate their points for the character? Uh, I think so, but I have one question. Um, aside from, so I figured out that if my smarts is a D6, then raising anything, oh, like raising notice over that got way more expensive. Correct. Right, okay. But other than that, the fact that, <clears throat> like if I have... Smarts at D8 and occult at D6. Does my occult role care that my smarts is a D8? Nope, not okay. at all. Okay, I was just making sure there was no sort of correlation between those things, um, aside from a limiter. Right. Which... The 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 way that they represent the way the world works, um, and not to get into a big long thing, but every game is somewhere on the spectrum of simulationist to gamist mm-hmm. on there. But the way that they represent the way that people work are you have certain uh, you have certain ability scores, which just indicates your native in this case, your native intelligence, your native uh, resistance to disease and being knocked around, your inherent spiritualness, uh, your inherent intelligence, and your inherent physical ability to affect the world, strength. And so everyone has those things, but skills are for the most part independent for those items. And the way that they represent the way that, uh, for example, someone who is not naturally gifted, uh, who, who wasn't blessed with the body that puts on muscle just by you know lifting a five-pound dumbbell, there's some people out there who are like that. And then there are people who struggle to put on every single pound or muscle that they, that they get, the way that they put this limiter is you can get a skill. Uh, sk- skills will cost you one point per die level of that skill until you get to the limiter of your ability. And after that point, you can still increase that skill, but it costs you two points per advance or two points per die uh, that you go beyond that, representing that you are through training through uh, dedication, you're surpassing your natural ability to be able to do something. So just like there are some people who learn to juggle in five minutes, and there's some people who it takes them six years to learn how to do that, to get coordinated enough, that's just where that falls on that, that standpoint. Everyone can learn to juggle. You just end up spending more time uh, and resources to be able to get to the same level of proficiency. So um, 
one thing that we're going to do is the standard base game posits 12 points that you can spend on skills. You have certain core skills in the game that everybody has just as a D4 because everyone has a certain amount of experience with, uh, like Jason said, common knowledge, uh, knowing how things work in your world or in a world where, uh, um, you know, you, you played it, you played as a kid at some point, you probably have some idea of how, how to, how to do things. Um, swing on jungle gym or, uh, play hide and seek. And that's mm-hmm. represented in, uh, one of the common things called athletics, just your general ability that you understand how to climb a tree. You might not be good at it, but you understand the concepts behind doing so. Um, so besides those core common skills that you have, you'll get 12 points that you can develop the things that your character specifically is good at. Uh, and I'm actually going to use one of the uh, situational rules that they have in the book, uh, which is additional skill points. So everyone is going to get 15 skill points instead of 12. So Jason will get to excitedly figure out the things that he dumped on the floor because he couldn't afford them that now maybe he can't. Um, but uh, with that in mind Jason I'm going to call on you because I know that you have Silas's uh, attributes already set Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part so if if you'd like to go around and and tell us what you've got Uh, yeah so I'll I'll start at the bottom I left strength and vigor at D4 um, which might not seem uh, intuitive but let me pull this over here so my mouse stops going in the frame um the uh you know the immunity to poison is is something that i added to the group because it doesn't matter if the satyr is tough or strong or whatever it's just like a internal thing about them so um i like the idea that i also was thinking about playing him a little bit older um and so he's not necessarily in the prime of his life so uh, strength and vigor at D4 felt like the right move. Uh, and then that let me put agility up to D6 and smarts and spirit at D8. Okay. So, sounds good. Did anyone else have uh, ideas on how they wanted to allocate those points? Yeah, I was thinking leaving agility and smarts at D4 uh, and rip, popping up uh, spirit to D6. Okay. Uh, and vigor, how high can I go? So uh, there is a set maximum uh, in the game of, I believe, a D10 uh, normally, and then that mm-hmm. can be adjusted by uh, edges or by racial abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a D10 is the standard default. Yeah, let's go with D8. Um, does that give me enough points to pop up strength, or does strength need to stay at D4? Uh, well, that's up to you. And so, if I can, I'll pop it up to at least D6. So... With, with your five points, you can allocate those however you want, as long as you have at least a D4 in everything, and no mm-hmm. more than a D10 in everything. And yep. then, uh, 
after that point, uh, when you, we get to the ed, the edges, mm-hmm. you can spend points. Uh, periodically, you can spend points to increase your base attributes if you want. Um, but in but to begin with, everyone is going to kind of balance with those five points. Cool. I think that's a, I think that's my five points. So I went vigor up by two. Or is it? Well, vigor up by two, spirit up by one, and strength up by one. So I can go one more? Uh, so that sounds like two, one, one. It sounds like you've got one more point. Then I'll go spirit up to eight. D8. Okay. So if I'm hearing correctly, you are at spirit is a D8. Vigor is a... D8. So is spirit D8? and vigor are D8. Strength is a D6. And smarts and agility are staying at D4. Okay. So even though you're not a zombie, you are not uh, super coordinated <laughs> not, after yep. you came back. Not super dexy, no. Gotcha. Some uh, lingering rigor mortis. Eggs, yep. Okay. Emily, do you have an idea? I do. Um, I uh, I am bumping my strength and spirit both up to eight and then smarts up to six. Um, I'm kind of playing around with the idea that she uh, starts to kind of lose vigor uh, if she's, um, uh, you know, not, um, oof, if she's not like around nature, wildlife or nature, plants, things like that. So I want vigor low and I want agility low because I think she's more of a battering ram than anything else. Okay. Um, before anything is set in stone, I do want to take a, a moment to think about, to discuss a couple of the figured characteristics and also the way that those are going to make a difference when we come to combat, if we come to combat. Um, spoiler alert, at some point in this game, we will experience combat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Um, uh, so the, the vigor affects your, lack, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it your armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a figured characteristic called toughness. Toughness is once someone has successfully hit you, they have a threshold of how much damage they have to do before you actually register that as a wound. Toughness is figured out with the formula of two plus half your vigor die. So, for example, if you have a vigor of a D8, half of that is four plus two is six. So once you're hit your attacker needs to do more than six points of damage in order to, uh, to seriously inconvenience you um, and cause an actual wound in this game. Um, can you um, give a couple examples of like normal dance, like a punch or a sword or whatever? Sure. Um, a punch by itself is just going to be uh, your strength stat. So you would roll whatever your strength was. So a regular... Joe, average off the street, would be rolling a D6 uh, to, to punch you. Now, that doesn't that sounds like great. Once I get my toughness up to six, I never have to worry about anyone putting a beat down on me ever again. One of the other mechanics in this game is that the dice uh, will do a thing called acing. Acing means if you roll the maximum number on a die, a six on a D6, an eight on a D8, etc., 
you get to roll the die again and continue adding those numbers until you stop rolling the maximum number on the die. So it's not probable, but it is possible for you to roll, for you to do, say, 23 points of damage with that single mm. punch um, if you roll a bunch of sixes and then a five. So those thresholds are important uh, because the other thing is, contrary to many games, you only have three wounds before you're incapacitated in this game. Mm. Now, there are methods that you can reduce that, and I'll get into those in just a moment, but it's something to be aware of that if, uh, for example, you have a low vigor, your native toughness is going to be low, meaning it's going to be easier for you to be hurt in the game uh, than, than it would be otherwise. Uh, the other figured characteristic is called parry. And parry is not based off an ability score. It's based off of a skill called fighting. And parry is figured out the same way. It's two plus half your fighting die. So if you don't allocate any points into fighting, uh, you're going to end up with a parry die of two, a, a parry value of two, meaning that in physical melee combat, it's going to be very easy to land a punch on you. Uh, and then once that punch lands, we roll damage, and then we compare that to that toughness score that we talked about a moment ago. So it is okay. it is important to, to consider that that based on your concept, having a vigor at a D4 might be kind of tough. Um, All right. Unless, and I'm not trying to um, skunk your idea, if we construct, if we construct edges that represent the like energy leaching that you're doing, which increases in your case might increase vigor. Mm -hmm. That's something that we could certainly work with that your natural state is to be strong, but not tough, but through various means you might be able to overcome that. I actually, I shifted points around. Um, I, I am I'm moving strength to D six and vigor to D eight. Uh, I want to leave spirit at D eight because um, I think a lot of her, stuff is about you know sapping people of that um and i basically i want to have charismatic and it has to be a d8 to have charismatic so gotcha okay fair enough um and and as i as i mentioned there are things that we could do um one of the things that you mentioned is that if you are siphoning energy from people uh there's an ability called boost trait and so we might make that uh like fuel to boost your strength so that as you are fully charged up from draining people, you get stronger. Mm -hmm. But then that, you know, obviously then that fades away over time or something like that. So we can, we can figure something out to make the character concept work. Cool. Great. Uh, and then Blythe, did we do your, we didn't do yours yet. Not right? yet no. Okay. So I did a D6 in agility, a D10 in smarts, a D6 in spirit, and a D4 in strength and vigor. Okay. Because I, I really want to lean into her the more uh, smart side, and there's a lot of skills at D8 that like I wanted. Um, and then I figured I could use I was going to put some points into possibly fighting, so that I could have the parry skill. So that she can dodge, but she's not necessarily going to be the one throwing punches or getting directly into the fight. Okay. Um, 
I don't, I don't know if a D10 is like worth it or if I should consider having two D8s, but. Well, the, the, so the, the, your ability and the skill are not additive. You're going to be using one or the other for the most part in the game. Yeah. And then you'll also be rolling uh, what's called a wild die in this game, which is a single D6. It's always a D6. And what that, uh, that die can also succeed. So of the two dice that you are rolling, the D6 and whatever your trait die is, either one is uh, able to succeed, but they're, again, they're not additive. Uh, and they both, they both continue to ace. Yeah, I just mean like for smarts, if you have a, you have to have a D eight to get certain skills. Sure. Well, edges. So. I I think you. Like, skills sk- skills can always be bought at at a D four, and then you build your your way up. But there are certain edges that you may have to have a requirement for. Yeah. Weird science. <laughs> okay. Mm. I figured you were going to go that direction, but. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Blythe, I wanted to check in too because I'm, uh, you know, doing high smarts, but I think we're doing different things because I was looking at like academics and occult and hacking. And so I just want to make sure I wasn't overlapping too much with what you're doing. I was thinking, yeah, like weird science, um, electronics, hacking, that kind of realm. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take my hacking stuff out because it felt a little bit weird anyway. I'm going to leave you with the hacking stuff and move these points somewhere else. So okay. that, does that make sense? That, yeah, I was yeah. I was thinking of being the te- like basically your tech guru. Perfect. I will. And your researcher because it sounds like we don't have a researcher otherwise. I, I can help research. <laughs> I'm just bad at it. <laughs> You're the one that I'm like, just get me a coffee. Just just go. <laughs> let me handle this. <laughs> uh, but then if, if that's the case, I might... Mm, I don't know. I'll just keep it at a D10 so I have a higher chance of success on smarty things. Do I do have a tiny research score. So... Uh, <laughs> but our powers more. combined. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I have a team of detectives who can't research anything. <laughs> We're great. <laughs> Does anyone shoot or fight? Uh, I was actually just looking at that because I realized I don't have any fighting abilities. <laughs> I, I like put my fighting up to D4 so that I wouldn't be completely helpless, but I'm realizing now that I perhaps should be able to participate in combat. Um, mm, that's a good idea. I should probably do something... So maybe if we have a couple people who it sounds like like to hit things with their hands, um, maybe I should take a shoot skill. Because, like, I can imagine a you know detective with the trench coat and the thirty-eight revolver or whatever you know right, something right. like that. Uh, you, you have to have some of the tropes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if that makes sense for everyone, does that sound like a good fit? That sounds like a good fit. You know what? Maybe I'll drop my spirit down to D6. And take the agility up to D6. Maybe add fighting. Okay. You know, as a an angel of vengeance, it seems like fighting should be reasonable. Uh, 
I can absolutely agree with that, but I would also say it probably depends on what the thing is that you came back to do. Right. Like if, if the if you came back in order to uh, protect, you know, to, to, to defeat the evil lawyers, uh, the evil lawyers who were uh, destroying the environment, maybe you don't want to fight at all except in the courtroom. <laughs> right. I mean, I, That's yeah. Where I, <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is definitely going to live a little bit more in the protect attack that access. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll go with the fighting. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm taking a look. I actually eventually opened up the uh, character creation document in the in the rulebook, uh, and I was incorrect. So let me correct that as well. You can go all the way up to a D12 for an attribute if you want, uh, but it means that probably everything else is a D4. You're, you're uh, Johnny, Johnny one spell, as they, <laughs> as they say in Shadowrun. Um, uh, for that. Um, so we've talked about attributes. We've talked about skills. Uh, one, of the, one of the other things that we should probably talk about here are hindrances now i'm not other than the racial hindrances which we've kind of talked about and we'll uh, go further with i'm not going to require anyone to take any hindrances but i will tell you that hindrances are how you get points to have edges so if you want to do cool things you have to have some things that you're not great at or that are going to cause you some problems uh the way that they are capped in this game is you can take a total of four points of hindrances uh Major hindrances are worth two points. Minor hindrances are worth one point. And then those points you can use to either uh, raise an attribute die, one die type, uh, like, like I talked about. This can be done once per rank of play uh, that we have. So you can do that one time for where we are right now. You can also, uh, for two points, choose an edge. An edge is something that makes you better than... Uh, other characters for a specific situation or scenario. They can be related to social items. They can be related to combat. Uh, they can even be what are what they call weird edges, like mad scientist, uh, that don't quite fit into any other sort of thing. They can be a background thing, like maybe you're rich, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Uh, the other thing that you can do with hindrance points is uh, you can spend them like skill points, or you can gain additional starting funds equal to your setting starting amount. Uh, in this game, we're just going to start with the base $500 uh, for what they have, which is what you can buy your gear out of, uh, out of that money. But you can spend one of your hindrance points, if you wish, in order to start with $1,000 to buy a bunch of gear, uh, if, if you so desire. Uh, and then we'll also talk about anything that we have that is... Um, provided by Pembroke uh, that, that I'm not going to make you buy uh, necessarily for, for things. So I would say for the most part, think about what your character is going to, what, when we get that, and we'll probably do just do that off stream. Uh, think about the things that your character would likely have, and we'll figure out a way to get you access to them either with your starting funds or through 
uh, checking them out of Pembroke's or something like that um, on there. Uh, let me see. What about edges and hindrances? Um, could I say something about hindrances? Of course, please. Um, I wanted to mention, because I, I, I'm picturing growing up in the Fae, there's some weird enough stuff. And uh, I had the thing that jumped to mind first was giant spiders. And I was going to take a minor hindrance of arachnophobia. But if anyone here is legitimately afraid of spiders, I will pick something else because I assume if I take that, Nick will throw spiders at us. Maybe not literally, <laughs> but um, so if anyone's upset with spiders, I will pick a different thing. What's your address again? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell the internet. I am, I am chill with spiders. I think they're cool. They're the only like insectoid thing that I tend to like. So, uh, But if anyone's not comfortable with that, I'm happy to change it. I am okay with spiders in the game. Okay. They the are game. imaginary. That's a fair call. not actually in my house. Uh, Emily, is that okay with you? That's, that's, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, I just didn't want right. to jump into that if somebody was just going to have a hell of a time. Like, oh, great, now there's spiders everywhere. Oh, God, no. I, I, I love <laughs> spiders. I want to hug them. They're so cute. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what I did, uh, Jason has also raised a, an important point here uh, that I want to address here for a moment. When we're not gaming physically uh, in the same room, obviously, uh, but it's still important to have safety rules. Uh, one of the most common and easy to use safety rules in a role playing game is called an X card. And an X card is just a simple card put on the table with an X that if the uh, topic or the situation is leading somewhere that you are not comfortable with for any reason you can touch and then by uh, acceptance everyone is going to agree to just move on and kind of uh, fade out uh, on that on that situation uh, it is also an included part of decima in terms of being able to just say I don't like that idea you don't have to explain yourself you just everyone goes okay well let's think of something else um, I want to talk to my crew about how we can figure out some sort of thing. We might use uh, the chat feature in Zoom. We might use a Slack channel or something like that. But I'd like everyone to feel comfortable and confident that if we start veering into territory you don't like, that you're not comfortable with, that you can say the word and we will pull the plug and move in a different direction uh, away from that. Um, this is not always raised with this because a lot of people <sighs> unfortunately there are people out there who play role playing games who see this as some sort of capitulation or weakness or whatever toxic bullshit um, but I want to point out that the X card can also be used for other tools for example if you have someone if everyone else is trying to be serious and involved in a moment and you're trying to create a mood and an atmosphere, someone keeps cracking jokes or uh, saying silly things or talking about the latest Star Wars movie or whatever, the X card can be... And I wasn't calling anybody out. 
Because <laughs> I'm guilty of. I'm if guilty I of can't talk awesome. about Star Wars, I don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, so all you have to do is just make it diegetic. Your character is really <laughs> Star Wars. Yep. Star Wars is my favorite movie ever in the characters. And I specifically love The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, but, but I just want to raise that point. It's also a good tool yeah. where you can kind of keep a game on track for the game aspect and kind of sometimes it can be useful if everyone agrees to corral a game that is uh, running off on a tangent, um, Mm -hmm. which we all know sometimes happens, but um, we'll, we'll figure out some way that we can incorporate that kind of mechanic. But I just wanted to call it out since Jason brought it up um, conveniently as a, Hey, is it okay if we have spiders in this game for that? Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. I don't know where we were. Um, I think everyone was choosing can, skills if they hadn't already. Can I talk about me more? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I love doing that. Uh, I just wanted to run my other hindrances by you to make sure that that's uh, a-okay. Uh, love it. Thank you. So I took the, the curious hindrance as a major and that I just have to poke my goat nose into everything. Um, and I also took a minor delusion, uh, in that. Oh, yeah, I love this one. <laughs> I do believe the Fey invented the internet so they could spy on us, but it's a manageable solution. Like if you use the right browser add-ons and, um, you know, uh, mask your, your passage the right way. But ultimately the Fey invented the internet to spy on us. So, um, that's something. I think everyone should know. So probably every time anyone fires up a browser, Silas goes, ooh, what, what are you using? Okay. Yeah. Make sure you go to this site first. Yeah, is that Opera? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that. Um, it's just constantly like, that browser is 10 times worse. Why would you use it? And you're like, because the fake can't spy on it. Yeah, and it's so right. much better now that I've removed my hacking skill. And I don't have to pretend to know about computers. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, this is this is much. Silas better. only uses Netscape mm-hmm. three point seven. Now I have a CompuServe browser that I uh, installed on my Windows phone. Uh, oh, it hurts. <laughs> I know. I tried to string together the most painful series of words I could think of. Uh. So, so hindrances are important uh, in this game, not only because they give you points, and hey, everyone wants points so they can have uh, cool things, but the other reason that they are useful is that this game runs on a what's called a Benny economy, mm-hmm. uh, and a Benny is short for benefits, and a Benny is a token that you get that has many, many uses in this game. Um, Specifically, what a Benny can let you do is re-roll uh, a roll that you have made uh, initially so that if you didn't hit the guy or you didn't do enough damage and you decide that you want to do better, you can go ahead and use a Benny in order to go ahead and re-roll that information. Uh, strike damage, we're not playing where you can use Bennies for damage, but you can use them to re-roll something that you have failed uh, to do because it's important for you to do it. Um, Bennies are also used in order to soak wounds. So remember when I said that you guys are all 
uh, made out of paper, and there's a guy with a blowtorch uh, coming towards you <laughs> with your with with your three wounds. When you take an actual wound, you can use a Benny to do something which is called uh, a soak roll. And a soak roll is you take the number of wounds that they have done to you, and you want to roll your uh, you want to roll in order to negate those wounds. So you want successes and raises to reduce those down to zero. The, the Benny is basically your ability to control fate. Um, and you do start with a certain number of them at the beginning of every game. Uh, they do not carry over between sessions, but you can get more of them throughout the game. And the way that you're going to get more through them throughout the game is by playing your hindrances, making, making sure that you pay attention to those things, make your life harder on yourself. I'm going to reward you with a Benny. Um, or if you do something that is super awesome and amazing, I'm going to reward you with a Benny because it's great and I love it. Or to be honest, if you make me laugh, I will reward you with a Benny because <laughs> I play role-playing games to have fun. And so I want, uh, I want it to be a good time. Um, now that's not a hundred percent. I'm not saying every time I laugh at your joke or join in with your puns that I'm going to reward Benny's there, but it is something that I will uh, keep in mind and consider I also use a personal table rule, which is I put a couple of bennies on the table that players can allocate to other players. And the reason I do that is because oftentimes I will get involved in running the game and paying attention to my bad guys or where my plot point is or trying to figure out how I'm going to make whatever crazy-ass thing that you just did work in the rest of the story that I forget to give out a Benny. So I like to make sure that there are some that are available for the other players to uh, to nominate and give out so that if I miss something cool, someone else can pick up that slack and we don't end up going like, man, I told this great shaggy dog story and Nick usually laughs at that, but he just nodded his head and kept moving. And I think that really deserves a, th- a thing. Someone can nominate you for it and, and we move on. So uh, that that's just a table rule that I like to use because sometimes you get overwhelmed and you're not paying attention and I'm not giving them out enough and I want you to use them and I want to give them out. So I'm going to try and be very aware of giving them out all the time because I don't want you to sit on them. Like this is a valuable resource that I must only use when my life is on the line. I want you to use them to do cool things in there. Um, There are also certain edges or certain things that are powered by Benny's. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, depending on edges you might take, but also just a way to make sure that you're participating and using them and getting, getting new ones. Um, So with that in mind, I know Jason has just gone over the hindrances that he's taken for Silas. Uh, Emily, do you have ideas of hindrances that you might want to take for Zoe? You know me so well. Um, Yeah, I have, uh, I have currently um, probably I might have too many. Um, we talked about enemy uh, and uh, I, I just sort of put under there. My recurring nemesis are friends, lovers, uh, people I've gotten close to who will do anything to be near me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have taken overconfidence. Um, the hero believes she could do anything. Those are both major. And then I had a uh, big mouth and wanted. Those are both minor. So that might okay. be too many. Well, I think um, we'll we'll talk about this more, but I think that we had enemy as being a racial uh, hindrance because that's the nature mm. of 
of how you're doing, of how you are uh, the energy vampire thing that we had that, that okay. we're going to work out on there. So the the ones that are just for Zoe sound like Big Mouth, and uh, I'm drawing a blank, and I'm drawing a blank and blank. <laughs> a big Big Mouth, uh, uh, overconfident and wanted. Uh, I had uh, wanted by the Fae who want to drag her back to where she's from. Oh, very cool. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, So it sounds, and you said that was a a major and two minors. Uh, Yes. And I can cut, cut one of those if it's too much. No, that's, that puts you at uh, four points that you can use in order to buy edges or uh, boost an attribute or anything like that. I Um, will connect with you on how to, how to make that racial, Great. Excellent. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that out. And then um, for chat and for uh, anyone listening to this later, I will try and do a little write-up of all of the uh, races that we've created for this game and sort of their bonuses and makeups. And I will post I'm going to make it right now. I'm putting myself on the carpet. I will post it to the Happy Jacks forum, uh, which I urge you to go to and talk about the game and check out other games that you may like and talk with uh, other fans and uh, other players and producers uh, because we'd love to have you and it's a great little community. And then we'll see if there's interest. I might post them in other places as well, but I will certainly put them on the forum uh, if people are interested from there. Uh, With that, and I know I'm skipping around what you guys are seeing, but I have a different screen in Zoom, so I'm going to go to Jay. Cool. So I'm just looking sort of through here. Uh, and so let's see, just trying to remember, I had death wish as a racial one an outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also added impulsive. Okay. So I sort of go off half cocked, um, and ruthless. Okay. And then I can make that a major one. Um, I, or no, I would shy away from making that major uh, on there. If only because for the most part, you're part of an organization that keeps the peace and is not necessarily judge, jury and executioner. Got it. And I believe the major version of ruthless is basically you kill people who cross you. Oh no, let's not go there. That's a, (laughs) that's a bit extra. So yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I'll just swap out ruthless as a personal one for stubborn. Okay. Uh, and then ugly, which I think was racial as well. So I think personal, I've got impulsive, stubborn. I probably need something else here. Are those uh, major or minor? I don't happen to be looking at them. Uh, the top. Both of those. Uh, it says impulsive says major, mm-hmm. uh, and stubborn is minor. Okay. So you you're currently at three points. You don't have to take all four points of hindrances. If these are the hindrances that you like and want to play, you're welcome to do so, but you'll only have three points to buy edges and advantages uh, with rather than four. Uh, but that's, but that's perfectly fine as well. Mm-hmm. No, I would, I want to add one more here. Oh, geez. I did something terrible. Hold on. Hopefully everything didn't disappear. Yeah. Just thinking about adding uh, 
was it? Was it vengeful? Vengeful. Okay. So rather than necessarily being like, I'm going to kill everybody, you just, you hold a grudge until it it dies of old age and then raise it as a revenant like yourself? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Cool. I I like those ideas. Um, What I will say to everybody is please try and keep in mind that you do need to, you will need to work together as a group in your organization. So you don't want to take too many things that are like, I'm an asshole lone wolf and I don't work well with anybody because that's ultimately right. self-defeating and isn't going to be very much fun. Um, but, but I think that like, as long as you keep all that in mind, I don't have a serious problem with you uh, yeah. ha- having, having, you know, personality traits that are stubborn and vengeful and things like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a, I'm a crotchety old guy who's been raised from the dead. You're, you're going to get a little be a little cranky. <laughs> Great. All right. I like that, that concept. And then uh, Blythe, do you have some ideas of some hindrances? Yeah, I've actually gone with curious, cautious, and loyal. Curious so, and cautious? Yep. Is very right. wants to know everything, but is kind of afraid. Okay. Uh, I feel I'm, like, I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. <laughs> yeah, I was well, I was trying to decide because I don't I feel like she's kind I think she's kind of always a little bit afraid that she's going to do it the wrong way or do the wrong thing. So it's like, I want to learn everything, but what if I break it? So it's, it's kind of this, she's just anxious. Okay. Uh, so, so it was, <laughs> she it was, has anxiety. Fair enough. Curious, cautious. And, and what, what was the other one? I missed loyal. Loyal. Okay. So she's, she's loyal to her friends. I almost picked pacifist, but I was like, you know what? Trying to fight only in self-defense was going to be. I tried to convince Jason to take that for the uh, for his character, but he wasn't he wasn't having any of it. But cool. But yeah. I'm trying to figure out which edges to take now, but uh, okay, yeah, those are I, my hindrances. I was going to go in uh, reverse order and have put you on the spot for your edges, but if you're not quite sure, and I'm trying I know to figure that- out what they mean is really just the because like there's some that I'm like finding on the character creator, but some mm-hmm. like not showing up in certain rule books. So I'm just okay trying to figure out what all of them are. Uh, in all honesty, because of the concept that you have pitched with um, Mad Scientist and doing doing that kind of. Uh, alchemical work and things like that i think that we probably need to sit down and have a a little bit more of a a, to hash it out because there's a lot of different ways to approach that yeah Um, and and i don't want you to feel shortchanged or feel like you have to make a decision right now i'm also by the way open if if we play a session or two and you go like wow this did not work the way that i thought it was going to work we'll adjust your character and and make it make it better so i don't want anyone to feel like I have to make the right decision right now or I'm trapped in it for, for 10 sessions or however long we go. Yeah. Like I did, I did notice like there's an artificer one, but I'm not entirely, entirely sure what that means to this specific set of rules Okay, and stuff like that. That's yeah. It, it's a little bit more uh, complicated part of the game. So I'll, I'll talk to you about that and then also maybe pitch some edges that are from uh, the actual, from the Deadlands book. Because okay. they have some interesting weird science uh, crafter type things as well. Uh, so continuing in that reverse order, I'm going to go to Jay. Have you thought about some edges that your character wants? I was looking at these edges, uh, and I had thought about 
There's a bunch that are labeled as not available, which is sort of a boomer. Oh, um, well, I I should have a copy of the uh, rules for you to use in PDF, <laughs> or I can look up things for you right now if you are interested in something specific. I'm, they probably mean, have they... um, minimums. I, I ran into that a bunch with the yeah. character. Creator. Ah, because we had talked a little bit about something like hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems sort of uh, uh, appropriate for my dude. Uh, hard to kill. I have on the cheat sheet here is uh, Spirit Eight, and what that does is allow you to ignore wound penalties for making vigor rolls when you're bleeding out. Uh, I see. So that might actually not be super appropriate based on what we've sort of constructed for your background. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I wasn't exactly sure how it was written in this version as well. And that was definitely one of the ones that was in my head when I was saying, Oh, there's some other things we can explore to make you, uh, difficult to kill. Mm, brute. What is brute? Brute is, I am. Brute. Oh, that's, <laughs> I am Brute. Oh, if only we were playing, I'd have given you a Benny for that. <laughs> it was low hanging. It was low hanging brute, but I'm still in. <laughs> At least it wasn't rotten brute. Yeah. <laughs> it's athletics uh, to strength instead of agility. Let me just look at that. Uh, doesn't do me much good. Um, what what you might want to look at, for example, is uh, brawler. Brawler. Brawler is um, it's a novice level edge, so we're at, we're at novice level here. Mm-hmm. It does require right now it requires a strength of a d8 and vigor of a d8, so we may need to adjust some things. But it gives you plus one toughness, and uh, when you are attacking unarmed with just your fists, it increases uh, instead of just your strength roll, you would also add an additional d4. So you mm. hit you hit harder than than other people, and it also scales if you have other types of uh, martial melee attacks like martial artist or claws or something like that. Mm, it would right. instead it would instead increase that die type rather than just adding a d4. Uh, it also has an improved version that you can look at later, which lets your unarmed strength damage. Uh, mm-hmm. Increase by another die type and add another one to your toughness. So if you really want to make someone who, over time, becomes stronger and stronger and harder and tougher and tougher, those two things might be things to consider. Hmm. Although, as I said, they do have some uh, upfront costs uh, that you have right. to meet. Brave do. Ooh, I like that. I think, uh, maybe I'll take Brave. Brawl, I was looking at Brawler. Mm-hmm. I think Brawler will work. Uh, toughness plus one adds a D4 to the unarmed damage. Um, and then maybe Brave. And that's okay. plus two to fear tests. Because, you know, I'm already dead. What am I scared of? Right. You've already seen Beyond the Veil, so whatever. Yeah. And then in order to make it, I drop my agility back down to a D4. Okay. Strength up to a D8. Cool. 
Okay, I think those are great, uh, great choices for now. Um, one other thing, and I'm sure uh, I'm deaf because I do want to get to uh, Decima, so I'm going to kind of rush through these edges real quick. We are going to start with a couple of advances. Advances are basically level ups, and they're going to be additional points that you can use to buy um, more skills or buy an edge or things like that. So what we're talking about right now is just kind of the baseline starting character, but we'll uh, off-channel, we will go ahead and talk about a couple of things uh, that, mm -hmm. that you have some advances are because um, you're, not, you're not brand new to this world. Uh, Emily, you're up. Yeah, I have currently three selected edges, and I need to get rid of one. But uh, <laughs> uh, I have I have connections, uh, and I've listed a bunch of people I'm connected to, including okay. my parents, uh, roommate Lexi, boyfriend David, and a mysterious shadowy figure who keeps giving me intel. Uh, no mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I have charismatic, and um, I have attractive because I like being pretty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what we can talk about is uh, what I would say is like choose two for right now, and then we will talk about some others that you want to um, when we do those uh, uh, increases. Yeah, I'm gonna de I'm gonna deselect attractive for now. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, and Jason, you already talked about your edges or not? Sorry, my brain is Swiss cheese. I remember Jason mentioning taking attractive. Yeah, that was a racial trait. Um, let me say, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So the ones that I actually picked for my, so the, the racial features are arcane resistance and attractive. And then I chose uh, charismatic and investigator, which gives me a bonus to research and notice roles. So Okay, yeah. so kind of helps take take uh, the sting out of your racial inability to focus. Yeah, it's it's a it, like he wants to be better at researching even though it's not something that's come naturally to him. I almost feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel like Silas fell in love with the human world through things like uh, you know, Dashiell Hammett and uh, Maltese Falcon and so he has this idea, this image of the investigator that he wants to be, but mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily entirely accurate for modern day. Yeah, I, th I think even uh, could twist it into the, um, oh, shoot, what's the guy with the hat from The Expanse? Um, oh, Miller. Miller, Miller. Yeah. yeah. I think that that was probably, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely, you know, media appeals to him. What, going to like movies and plays live are ideal because the, everybody else's reactions uh, feed him as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I, I imagine a lot of, or at least how I picture the Faye in my mind is this like idealized self image of like, Oh, that's, that's what humans, that's what a human investigator is like. I will do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, has to learn by, uh, trying to mimic something like that. Okay, cool. Cool. I, I like that. And I feel like everyone's got some good ideas about uh, who their character is and some personality traits and some things that are good and bad at. Uh, and I really look forward to uh, hammering those all out with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, I would like to kind of move over into the second part of what I'd like to do tonight, which is using... Decima, which is available at Golden Lasso Games. 
uh, which I think is goldenlasso.com. Uh, I'll, I'll put the link in chat. Thank you. Uh, before I send someone off to a website that you might not want to go see. <laughs> <laughs> goldenlassogamescom slash Kickstarter. Fantastic. Okay. So if you're interested in Decima either outside of this or uh, inside of this, please check it out. Also, if you were a Kickstarter backer, the uh, backer surveys have gone out. So take a, take a minute, hunt it down in your, uh, in your email program, or go to Golden Lasso Games and uh, find the link there so that you can make sure that that gets taken care of. Uh, just a public service announcement to all the awesome people who listen to our shows and love Kimmy's game. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I would like to do this... Uh, Section. This is going to be sort of a section for building some relationships and also building some uh, locations inside the city that are important. And then lastly, some questions about the group together as a whole. I'm going to be a little bit different from the uh, written rules for Decima, and I'd like to go ahead and have everyone do a round of relationships, then a round of locations, then a round of relationships, then a round of locations rather than grouping them together. Because I think sometimes that uh, a location, which could be an NPC or uh, other ephemeral things, it doesn't need to necessarily have to be a brick-and-mortar place uh, for you, can also inform some of the relationships that you might have and vice versa. So I want to kind of mix those up a little bit so that we can go ahead. Uh, I was able to find my tarot card and started to separate it and everything like that, but Jason uh, jumped in and already had a deck of the deck made, so I'm going to turn the question reading and cards over to him. Uh, one last thing, sometimes you might feel that a question that you get during this portion is either uninteresting to you or uh, not a topic that you want to get involved with for your character or for one reason or another you just don't want to answer that question uh, we will use our uh, communal sort of X card and Jason will just draw another card from that deck in order to have a different question set up for you okay um, sure, sure. so with that, I'm going to go ahead and actually look at our stream so that I can put us in some sort of an order as soon as I quit stalling and actually get there. Uh, and what I will do is uh, I'm going to start with Jay. Oh, okay. So I should... Oh, so a- actually, yeah, Jason, if you can read... Um, Jason is going to read a question that is for the whole group to answer once we do this round of relationships. We're not going to answer it right now. We're going to do it after all four of you had had a chance to answer a relationship question. Um, so just be thinking about it in the back of your head. Okay, so Major Arcana first? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, and just so folks know, there's there are questions on these. Like, it matters whether the card is right side up or inverted. And, and the question usually is the same theme, but a different uh, outcome or, or, you know, overall impression. Um, you know, like blank is your best friend or, and then the other way might say blank is your worst is, is like your frenemy that you can't, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. so there, there are two questions on every card and, uh, always feel free. Like to, if you want to exit, you could ask me to flip the card over 
or just draw a new card. Um, if But I'm just going to read whichever one is right side up as sort of luck of the draw and then go from there. Um, you, you did say Major Arcana first, right? Yes, please. Okay. So um, we got the sun right, right side up. What do we do as a group to celebrate? And I'm going to type that out as well because uh, I want these notes uh, for planning for future things. So uh, what do we do as a group to celebrate? Um, and then that's, that's something we just uh, think about while we do the other questions, right? Yep. Okay, cool. So now if you go ahead and give Jay a uh, relationship question. Oh, Jay. Yeah. You shared a deep desire with blank. What made you trust them? Ooh. Uh, I think it's probably Zoe. Because Zoe is, you know, is, is so attractive and trustworthy. Like Zoe gets secrets out of people. If that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I want you all to think I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to trust you all to just write down your own sort of questions and relationships. Mm-hmm. Jay, do you have an idea of what that uh, deep desire was? Mm. To be human again. Mm. I miss it. You stare longingly at deep dish pizza? Pretty much, (laughs) yep. It's Barbosa and the damn apple. Mm. Now I want pizza. Nice. Mm. Pizza. (laughs) It's the best. It really is. Yeah. (laughs) Note to self, add pizzeria to games. (laughs) (laughs) Is that part of how we celebrate? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could be could be when, yeah. when we get to that uh, bit of the question i think that's definitely a thing it could be like uh instead of avenger shawarma you go get uh pembroke pizza you get deep dish <laughs> pembroke deep dish yes uh okay so that's that's a good start um jason if you could read blythe uh relationship card okay blythe um or rather the- or, or rather, uh, Annalisa. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Card. Uh, was it Analia? Analisa? Uh, uh, Analia. Oh, okay. I was, That's all right. I'm sure what I wrote down there in my own handwriting. I, I'm juggling notes everywhere. Nah, how, you're good. How dare you? I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, Analia. Uh, blank harmed you once, but they don't know you realize it was them. Oh. Hmm. I get the, you know, I kind of feel like it was maybe uh, Silas. Um, It was something like it was something you didn't believe, like part of your delusion that you believe the Fae, like you, I came up with like this really cool thing and you were like insistent that the Fae were using it, like created it and were using it to spy on us. Uh And I got like really hurt. You really hurt my feelings. Oh, hurt your feelings. Yeah. Okay. That's horrible. I was really proud of my new te- yeah. technology, and you were like, it's the Fae. 
And I'm like, no, it's mine. I literally built it. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and you again. don't know that I did that. I know that like, I just, I didn't know how to tell you. And then like, kind of just was like, okay. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we phrase it as like, I don't know that it hurt your feelings to say that because yeah. I was so wrapped up in like, that's a product of the Fae. You can't do that. Yep. Yeah. And now it just like sits on a shelf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's so, sad. do you have an idea oh. of what that thing might might have been? Like what what you made that you were proud of? Maybe, no, so maybe it doesn't sit on a shelf. Maybe it's a software. Like it's specifically a computer software that I was working on to help us uh, access like certain databases. Like I was, I made a software to like put all of our databases together. And that was what you decided the Fae were using to spy on us, when oh. in reality I was just trying to make our database system like better and more efficient. <laughs> yeah. So I- it, it does get used, but you're you're like suspicious of it and won't use it and only want to use the like eighty different ones separately. I, I'm also now picturing <laughs> Silas with like an obnoxious number of spiral bound notebooks of like that this is where he <laughs> Like keeps all of his notes and and writes usually like writes physical letters to people. Um, oh yeah, this is getting worse. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they read your electronic mail. Yeah. Or or he'll like email you using some obtuse references of like, <laughs> dear Analia. I've, was pleased to see you in the park yesterday, and they're like, it's some <laughs> code for something else. Like, inscrutable. But you, what you don't know is that I've created a database to figure out your code. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten so used to this happening. A program that just does a swap. Every time he types part, he means... Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it. Alright, cool. Cool. I think that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, developing that character. Uh, next around our channel here is Emily. All right. Uh, you're always competing with blank and trying to one up each other. Oh, Analia, absolutely. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, you know, she's. Um, uh, she also has the whole uh, possibly the end of the world thing. Uh, I want to, if somebody's going to end the world, it should be me. Neither of us should end the world, but if somebody's going to, it should be me. Uh, you know, secretly, I think uh, she's maybe just better than me at everything. And I've always wanted to like be uh, really good with the things she's really good at. And yet, um, you know, I just, I can't make it happen. So, Analia, absolutely. <sighs> Do I know about this? Does Analia know? Um, I think she suspects. I think it's like, you know, if you're hanging out at headquarters and you're playing Jenga and, uh, and um, uh, what is my name? And Zoe loses. Uh, she gets like weirdly more upset than maybe <laughs> she should. Like she, there is this element of like competitive streak there but i think maybe i haven't like told you that you're my rival i think i don't even entirely understand it i'm just like oh oh i want i want i'm excited to explore this because i'm pretty sure if you if zoe just asked analia to like teach her how to do things analia would be like sure i can try (laughs) just like 
yeah, I'll teach. I'll show. Cool. Cool. I like that. I've got, that seems like that'll be a fun dynamic to explore. And then, uh, Jason, why don't you read a card for yourself? <laughs> uh, you want your relationship with blank to change, but aren't sure how to approach them. Hmm. Hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I was kind of thinking about Zoe for this, actually, because, you know, I think I'm, I'm here to, like, be able to offer advice and, mm-hmm. and some insight into how the Fae works. And maybe you haven't opened up to uh, me about that yet. Is that, yeah. does that yeah, seem workable? That makes sense. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had privately before we started the game, we had talked about perhaps being related. Cause one of the things, one of the themes I want to explore with this game is adoption. And like, mm-hmm. if Silas is somehow from Zoe's biological family, that could be cool, but maybe yeah. Zoe doesn't know that. Maybe Silas doesn't know that. Maybe neither of them do. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I just uh, have, have made it my mission to like try to, be available to be helpful uh, if I can and yeah I, I think that's and also you know Silas being a little bit older maybe has that sort of like helpful uncle vibe yeah um, paternalist yeah. vibe yeah yeah. so do you do you see it as that you want to change the relationship to be more of a mentor or more of a family figure or both or neither well I think it's more like I need Zoe to know that the Fey are terrible um, and, and they'll destroy you if they get an opportunity. But that's a weird way to start a conversation. Um, so. so you're you're trying to change our relationship to make me more self-loathing? Um, it's not very good mentoring. <laughs> self-aware. Self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Okay. Well, that's gonna go great. <laughs> All right. I I think I think that that can maybe work in a. Uh, yeah, it's just in, in, in an interesting way. Yeah the the <laughs> the bottom line for me is that Silas is trying to build a bridge, like build a relationship with Zoe, not like a romantic relationship, but a you know just that is trying to like leave the door open for that familial relationship possibility. I think, I think the fact that I'm new here works in our advantage. Cause you're just some weird guy who started like hanging out with her and like, just, you know, so the fact that you want to make it more familial or more mentor E is like already a shift from what she's experienced. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I, I I like that a lot. Uh, so everyone should have had a, a little bit of chance to, to think, and maybe I uh, maybe I planted the the seed here. But <laughs> what what does the group do to celebrate? Listen, I am now down for Pembroke Pizzeria, uh, run by the <laughs> older uh, Italian and New Yorker men, like. Mm-hmm. Hole in the wall, cheap pizza, but the best damn pizza you'll ever eat. Yep. You know, and cold beer. 
Yeah, you know, in a TV show, like when when they they all go back to the the lab or whatever and have beers and like and pizza. You know, I like that mm-hmm. it's that vibe of like just just coworkers being pals. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I like okay. that. They're quirky and they know our names. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just a chill hang for everybody. There's a little elven guy who runs the the. Makes the calzone. Oh yeah, it's the, his name is Cal. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, the Cal's calzones. They're the yeah, best. It's the calzone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the local. It's the local calzones. Yeah, they have a perfect five star score on Yelp. Um, <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? Yeah, Faye fa- Witchery, of course. Yep. <laughs> Suspected. It was really time. just us leaving many reviews under different names one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, oh no, people are actually showing up and we can't get, we can't get them. So let's let's drop it down a, a couple notches. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason, if you'd be so kind as to give us another major arcana for mm-hmm. another thing to consider. Uh, oh, we have the inverted lovers this time. Uh there is another group outside that are our rivals. Who are they? So outside the Pembroke uh, group, I assume. Uh, I would say outside of, of your team. Maybe it's another team oh, in okay. Pembroke's. Or maybe it's another organization entirely. Um, like, we, we can figure that out. And I, I would say don't necessarily be, uh, you know, think inside or outside the box, however you feel like thinking. But... Mm. Um, it could easily be like another team that you compete with. It could be uh, an evil organization that is doing something bad, or maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a bunch of people who are just trying to prove the supernatural walks among us. Who knows? There, there could be a lot of different answers to this. Um, but I am going to go ahead and, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, reverse the order. So I will go ahead and have Jason start with a location for us. Okay. There is an annoying problem in our location that we haven't been able to fix. What is it? Um, hmm. So I guess it depends on what you want from location. Do you want Covenant as a whole or the Pembroke building? Or uh, I say it is. I say it's uh, open to your interpretation. Um, I do have an image of what the outside of the Pembroke building looks like, uh, which I will go ahead and send to everybody. I don't have it handy or enough brain to track it down and send it right now. Um, but it is sort of a, it's a, sort of an older building and it has some stone columns in the front and then uh, some big windows and uh, sort of looks like a, a, a little bit of out of time and place. Mm. Um, and my own personal headcanon is that it's one of those places that appears uh, that, that is larger on the inside than it is on the outside. But if no one else likes that idea, I'm not married to it. It just seemed like a fun idea to uh, oh. to give us lots of space there. I love that. Um, I, think I, know all... what, I think I know what our annoying problem is at the building. Okay. Um, any of the doors that go in or out of the building um, never work the way you expect them to. Like... If it pushed last time, now it's a pull. Or if it opened easy, now it's stuck. Or if you expect it to be stuck, it just swings open. 
um, and it just and and like we have replaced all of the you know exterior doors this like on multiple occasions and it doesn't matter the doors are assholes okay is it is it all the doors or just the exterior doors just doors that go in or out of the building okay you know so like I don't know if we have a parking garage or whatever or something like that just And, you know, maybe if an interior door is feeling spicy that day, like, maybe something will happen, but... Um, it's it's mostly the exterior doors. Right. Okay. Cool. That's... That <laughs> the exterior doors admit, are jerks. I don't think I ever would have thought of that, but that's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that all night. Sorry. It's a good, it's a good thing I got a three-day three day weekend coming up here. <laughs> Uh, so, Emily, let's get you a location. Okay. Someone vital left our location but returned. Why did they leave, and what brought them back? Oh, are you muted? Oh, am I muted? There we go. Shouldn't be. We, we can hear you now. Okay, I'd like to hear a different card. Okay. Um... Our location has a tragic past. What tragedy occurred here? Hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a um, yeah. I think that um, I go to school at a at a college that's like in the same area as the the Pembroke building and there was uh, an extremely localized um, run of spontaneous combustions at this university uh, like 30 years ago my mom was at school then when it happened and like there were whole classrooms that just like all the people in them burst into flame. Nobody's ever quite figured out what happened. Um, but there is like, there are like memorials to them around the, the campus. And um, yeah, I think let's say 75, 80 students in all just randomly burst into flame one day. And um, it seemed to be within specific classrooms and just sort of pockmarked around the campus. So Spontaneous combustion. Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm never going back to school. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, kids. Stay in school. Um, Or don't, because pandemic. I don't know. Yeah, but also stay six (laughs) feet apart and wear your mask. Yeah. (laughs) Stay in virtual school. Uh, Okay. Uh, Cool. I like that. That's that's fun to play with. And we'll see if that uh, comes comes back as a mystery. Um. All right, going around here live. All right. Uh, what resources are squandered in our location? What do we use them for? Are squandered? We always run out of staples because you can't stop using paper things. I use the correct number of paper things, and it requires a certain number of staples. <laughs> 
and we can never every time someone needs a staple for like paperwork to put into the big boxes like they cannot find it because you have hoarded all of the staples you may have a paper clip <laughs> staples they're not magic <laughs> this is just going back to your like you have all of your like rolodexes of information mm-hmm. and filing cabinets of just yeah this is great Cool. Okay, so staples are a resource that are squandered uh, in in this office, and uh, <coughs> it's Silas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Silas. Well, it's really the problem is there just aren't enough staples. That's I mean, whose fault is that, really? And because I can't staple the paperwork together, I can never request more staples because it requires <laughs> a certain <laughs> documentation. <laughs> Nice. This is good. I, I always learn more about my characters in the on the first day than I could ever come up with uh, before the game. Uh, this is great. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right, let's give a location to Jay. All right. You have unfinished business with someone in our location. Who? Mm. What is unfinished? That is fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, speaking to me yeah. and my grudge mr revenant um, mr revenant uh it is our poor receptionist oh. uh uh our receptionist uh hmm. can it be like um what's his face from ghostbusters yes <laughs> Why yes I'm blanking on his name uh, Hemsworth, one of the Hemsworths. Oh, yeah, is that too yep, goofy for our setting? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Like, no, I don't think so. Uh, I feel like we've been pretty goofy. Yeah, we're a little, we're a little goofy, and I'm very, I'm convinced that I am not getting my man. I mean, you might not be wrong. <laughs> I, I might not be wrong, but I'm convinced that it is personal. Uh, that there is a reason that I am not getting my mail. Uh, and I am uh, uh, forever mad about it, but never bring it up. Okay. Except to you, <laughs> except to you y'all. Like the three of you know all about me and my mail. Uh, and well, what's a good receptionist name? Hmm. Terry. Terry, yeah. Terry, so you all know about me and Terry and my mail. Uh, Terry is blissfully unaware. And Terry's last name Beceptionist. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Septionist. Terry Septionist. Is that Terry yep. with a Y or an I? Uh, with a Y. But one R. Okay. Cool. Uh, I I don't know what the problem is. He's always got staples for me, so that's <laughs> not giving me my mail. No, Google. I actually want to spell it T E R Y. Please stop trying. <laughs> stop telling me that is wrong because you're wrong, and you should feel wrong. <laughs> Terry loves staples. <laughs> 
All right, so I believe that brings us to our Arcana question, mm. which is uh, there's another group outside of this one that is, uh, uh, what is it, hostile enemies? Well, there are rivals, is rivals. what it says. Yeah, I'm kind of picturing a rival, like a full-on... Oh, yeah. Like, just a rival detective agency mm. that yeah. isn't actually bad or anything. We just don't like them. I was, yes. I was thinking kind of a, a Men in Black vibe. Like, they're all... um, Maybe they're all humans, so they, like, want to find supernatural shit. And um, if you got their eye on us... Are, are they, like, an actual government agency? I think that we don't, I think maybe we don't, like, like if they're a rival detective agency, maybe we don't know that, but we suspect they have, like, government contracts. They look too well-funded. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't get more staples. <laughs> exactly. You can if you submit the right form. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is. Okay, so there's a sort of MIB-style rival detection detective agency yep that, that you suspect has uh governmental uh contracts because they're very well funded but you have no actual proof yet we have no proof of anything we've just made up all of their agendas for them <laughs> <laughs> like we think they think a certain way that's good we just don't like them because they look cool and are good at things. <laughs> okay, I'm exactly. I'm going to I'm going to reserve naming that uh, agency, but uh, we'll we'll uh, I'll tell you about that in a bit. Oh, cool! Agency. It's the Something them in question black. mark. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's real good. Yeah, them in black. I think that sounds like a great name that you guys have uh, for for that organization. That's what we call them. Yeah, call them them in black. All right, cool. I love it. Uh, Let's get another arcana for the group to consider. All right. Our next one is, what are we trying to change in our location and why? Great. Okay. And don't forget, uh, all of us have the option of, like, we could X one of these as well if it feels like, oh, we've already done that or that's included in whatever. Feel free to say why. <laughs> I don't want that. Sure. Absolutely. If anyone uh, doesn't want to do something for some reason, I'm fine with uh, scrapping it and moving on to something else. Yeah, you could tell me no to the staples. I just thought it was funny. No, I love it. I'm <laughs> running with that. Yeah, I think that is one of... Uh, having a game with Jason, that's one of his favorite things, is to have <laughs> some some ridiculous trait that then he can run with. What? Yep. That's not... No, that doesn't sound like me. Yeah, triangles. <laughs> I didn't make that a big deal. Everyone else made that a big deal. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, because it was, it was brilliant and funny and we liked it. Uh, in any case, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back and watch uh, Insert Coin, the original Insert Coin, and then follow it up with Floodwater because we need the clicks and views. <laughs> I feed uh, off of them. Yes. <laughs> that's, it's, it's actually my social dependency yeah. is clicks and views of our streams. <laughs> this is too real. 
Uh, but I believe that we ended with Jay for this last run, so let's start with Jay for his second relationship. All right. Here we go. Um, I'm sorry. I believe I believe we ended with Benton. I'm going to try and remember Benton. everyone's characters' names and use them. Uh, we ended with Benton, so let's go to Benton's second relationship. Uh, Benton, you used blank to get ahead. What did you do? Do they know? Ooh. Mickey. Hmm. I think I want another one because I'm not okay. very get aheady. I'm much more pursue vengeance till I drop. Okay. The flip side of this one says you did something to help blank get ahead. What did you do? Is that a better fit, or you want a new card? Let's try a new card. Fair enough. Blank delayed your progress on something important. What was it? Uh, (laughs) I'm glad we did that. Yeah, I'm going to go with Silas. Uh, And I'm going to say Silas. Hmm. Silas. Trying to think of the best best way through this that isn't too like we'd have to be fighting. Um, Silas misplaced a map I needed. I mean, to, it's, to try. it's here. It like, it's here. Sure, it is. It's it, can you find it? It's been can you stapled. find it? It's in my system. You just have to give me a minute. You don't have a system, Silas. This is not a system. It's a pile. That's and I need that map. I need that map in order to to find uh yeah, to find uh, the next location of my my murder person. It's a chronological uh autobiographical system where it's <laughs> both determined its location is determined by date and how he was feeling on that date. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I I lost I mean, I have filed away you have lost filed away you can't put your hands on it Benton's map yep okay and I am working hard to not be mad about it all the time it'll turn up when we need it will it <laughs> could be could be <laughs> I just imagine you stapled it to a document that got handed in a long time ago, and you think it's <laughs> yeah. you think it's filed, but it's actually gone. It's so gone, it's so far gone. All right, uh, Analia, let's see what your next relationship is. Um, you have strong feelings for blank, and told them. How did that go? Mm, gonna go different card. Fair enough. Uh, blank hurt you, but you didn't tell them. What was it, and why don't you say anything? I feel like this is very similar to what I just did. Yeah, yeah. Here, let's do it. All right, third time's the charm. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Well, this is good. You shared an epic failure with blank, but it brought you closer. Hmm. Hmm. 
I want to. This is this is Zoe. We were out in the field and we completely botched like what we were trying to do. It did not work. We were trying to solve a case. We it, it's 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 a cold case now. We literally don't know what happened. But I think it was the first time we really like worked together and like figured out each other's like kind of our, our deal and our um like. I found out you're like really strong, and Analia's like actually super admires that. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's when we kind of started developing our little bit of competitiveness. Mm-hmm. But it's friendly. Like I want to be as strong as you, but you think I do cool things? <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to do cool computer shit like you. I can barely turn. I can barely turn on my iPhone. <laughs> but I'm also like, I want to be able to punch things. I can't punch anything. Yeah. <laughs> I break if I think about it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh and if you uh if you two want to think about a uh that case or I can fill in some details and we can go from there. Um again, don't have to do this right now, but just an idea of if it's a case that was a failure and is now a cold case. Uh, it is a gift to me if you have some idea of what that might be. If not, you're leaving the gift entirely in my hands. <laughs> I I want to say it involved Sasquatch. Okay. Um, I love that. Yeah. It involved finding, but it it involved finding and catching Bigfoot. Yeah. And it has <laughs> failed every time someone has done it. Yeah. I love this so much. Cool. Involve involve Sasquatch. Excellent. That is very good. That is lots of fun. Okay. Uh, Zoe, let's get another relationship for you. All right, Zoe. Uh, You and Blank are working together on something important. What is it? Tracking down that Sasquatch. (laughs) I actually, I want want, want to take this in more serious direction if you're if you're okay with this jay um i think benton has someone very important to him uh a child uh, a, a nephew niece someone that he's connected to in some way who goes to the university mm-hmm. and he's trying to establish reestablish a connection with that person through via zoe who you know can go out into the world and goes to college and um God, I've created this roommate character named um, Lexi, and maybe she's yeah person. Yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, especially you know, I mean, just thinking you know, like maybe I, I like the idea of my my daughter, you know, who has mourned her father and now is sort of oh right, she has to think you're dead. Yeah, oh, man. I think, like, I thinking about this in terms of, so it's almost better if, like, I've had, uh, like, you've asked to become her roommate, to move in with her, and, mm-hmm. like, they were doing that. But like, just being in proximity to me that often, like, oh, we're best friends. This is exactly. my best friend. Um, I know mm. a thing that you don't. Mm. That's very good. Mm. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Like cool. It. This is what happens when we let the professional writers collaborate. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. It's Uh-oh. too good. Let's turn it down a little bit. Okay. No, keep being amazing. <laughs> <At> that. <laughs> what she said. 
Absolutely. Let's see. I'll have to. I'll have to think about that and see how we can make that a thing. Um, that actually did raise a quick question that I wanted to uh, to ask about uh, to Jay. Um, mm-hmm. Does Benton look the same, or has uh, has becoming a revenant changed him in some way? Hmm. I think he looks largely the same, but it's just it's that. Lizard brain revenants are awful thing that no one looks at him too long. Okay, but like if if there was a, for example, if you had your picture taken and then Lexi saw that, she would absolutely recognize Benton as her father. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think she would. I mean, I think you know, it's like, I think revenants are rare, but they're not impossible. They're not. They're not unknown so it's not i feel like people know he's a revenant it's just the relationship between the the former life and the current life is uncomfortable okay cool i'm sure that won't come up uh later in the game nope no i'm sure that will come up that will (laughs) never gonna never gonna hear about again great okay uh so that was uh, that was Zoe, which means the next person in line is Silas. All right. Uh, blank wants you to try something new, but you aren't interested. What is it, and why avoid it? Uh, Blythe, how do, how do you feel about having Analia in there? I think that is perfect. Okay. I think that makes sense. Um... Now, hmm, I know what the easy thing would be. Uh, do you have any thoughts of what the something new would be, uh, other than use the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, hmm, I feel like we have so much to follow up now after the the awesome things that just happened. Uh, honestly, maybe it's like it's not just new because. She's always going to be trying to convince everybody to use new technology because mm-hmm. she's just like, it works better. Please use it. Yeah. Um, but with this specifically, I feel like maybe it was like, hmm. I don't, I'm wondering if it was job, like, I'm trying to think if it should be job related or if it should be something that, like, I'm starting, because you, you said your character's a little bit older, right? Yeah, probably like 50 ish. Um, and Analia isn't like, I mean, she's in her, I would say she's in her, like, late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. But maybe she's become kind of your annoying little sister. Okay. Is it, yeah. is it avocado toast? Who's <laughs> <laughs> kind of constantly, who's just starting to be like, why don't you try new food or try new things? Um, maybe, maybe it's some weird new alcohol that all the kids are into. Well, just, I think if it's anything like, related to like partying and fun, like he would try any of that at the drop of a true. hat. Yeah, um, that's true. And but um, maybe it's something that's like complete relaxation. Oh, the, yeah, that's probably not. I don't think he has a lot of like stillness in him. Uh, you know, it's everything's either really good or absolutely terrible. Oh, is it like uh, maybe meditation or something? Yeah, I'm wondering. Or yoga. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was like an attempt to get you to try. I saw this article on goat yoga. It'll be perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to. I don't want to jump, shove that down your throat. But 
<laughs> and it was some kind of new relaxation thing. Like, you really need to chill out once in a while. Maybe you keep coming up with new relaxation techniques for me to try, like different types of things. Like, here, try meditation, try gardening, try uh, clipping a bonsai tree. Try drinking hot tea. Like, just try Why? anything. Okay. So yeah, it's just a constant slew of like trying to figure out how to get you to relax because sometimes it's just it's it's either up all the way up or all the way down and trying to help you find the middle ground. Okay, how did you spell Analia? Uh, A N A L I A. Oh, okay, that's how I wrote it. Um, Analia wants me to relax. <laughs> She's like, you seem so stressed out all the time. Here are different ways to relax. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's good. I like that a lot. Thank you. Great. And I think that is uh, all four. So mm-hmm. uh, what is our... Uh, what is our... What are we trying to what, change in our location and why? Yes. I uh, Can I... I got a pitch here. I think the building is haunted... And it's like a like a ghost we don't want around, whether it's because it's scary or because it's uh, annoying. There's just something about it that we don't want around. So we're trying to like get rid of it, but nobody um, can figure out. A s- scary ghost would be an X card for me, but a funny ghost or annoying ghost is something I can I can manage. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, some some like maybe it is. You know, it's just always knocking stuff over and like. Get, getting into your things and and knocking your piles over. Mm. <laughs> yep. That I could work Cat. with. Yep. Okay. So not not like a not a jump scare poltergeist, but a super annoying roommate. It's that, like you you hear that thing about people who live in like haunted apartments, and they eventually just are like, "Oh, that's just Darren or whatever," uh-huh. you know? Right. <laughs> you mean my life yep that is that that is darren thank you (laughs) that's awesome i love that darren the annoying poltergeist cool okay uh so jason if you will hit us with another major arcana Mm -hmm. annoying ghost okay oh i just wrote goat instead but that's nobody's fault (laughs) Um, goat. <laughs> I, is there a word for like? It's, it's not a typo. Mine. It's not a typo because I wrote it with my hand, but I in my mind was thinking, okay, G H O S T, and wrote G O A T. It's not, it's a righto, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, an annoying goat works too. <laughs> <laughs> We can have a really scary goat that runs around. Oh, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's a maybe it's a goat ghost. <laughs> oh, I like that. I, uh, I I'll don't let know. you know. I'll uh, okay, maybe not, but I'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, uh, so our group defies a set establishment. What establishment, and why are we against them? Uh, I'm actually, I think I'm actually going to X-card that one. Yeah, I was, uh, I was almost on the fence there. So yeah, I'm, I, I get it. Cause we kind of have that with the, the them and gray, the they and gray. Sorry. Yeah. Ch- Chet fixed it for me. I have to give credit to Chet for the they, the and, they gray. and gray. I, I did, <laughs> I did so catch that and I definitely am going to go back and reread cause people have been saying a lot of great things. And, oh yeah. This uh, is... I love, I love this. I just can't, 
I can't type and read and talk to you and think about the game all the same oh, yeah. time. No, no, no. I, yeah. Uh, for our podcast listeners, I highly recommend coming back to watch the chat for tonight because it's been just outstanding. Um, so uh, this one says, what is one line that no one in the group will cross? Mm. Oh, I like that a lot better. Uh, if, the, if that works for everyone else. Mm. Um, I mean, murder seems like an easy one. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're not us... we're not there yet, so think yeah. about it. But oh, I just oh, oh, sure, right, right. Whoops, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure the question is okay for everybody. But I think it's a, a nice, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a nice establishment of the organization. Yeah, I bet. I bet we can land on something there. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so, Silas, why don't you start us out with your second location? Okay. Um. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, our location has a respected leader that we trust. Who is it, and what makes them trustworthy? Mm. Um, Helen Mirren. <laughs> yeah, Obvious. I trust her. Yep. Okay. Is right. wait is real life <laughs> actress Helen Mirren the head of the Pembroke Agency? I love this. I love yes. this for us. I think she is now. <laughs> I I think that I think it is certainly played by Helen Mirren, uh, and I think that in this world, Helen Mirren is perhaps not a uh, world renowned okay. movie star. Um, but I don't see why I wouldn't swipe some uh roles and mannerisms and things for that if that's okay i mean if you want to be yeah. actually helen Mirren movie star uh we could f- maybe work with that i don't know <laughs> uh, i will yield to the consensus i yield my time <laughs> i mean i love that it's the movie star she has many faces <laughs> she has many she has many roles yeah in her yeah it just Dame Helen Mirren is. I also think it would be kind of funny if none of us are like movie buffs, so we don't actually know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. an Academy Award winning. Totally actress. aware, unaware. Everyone is completely unaware. <laughs> yeah, when I go to movies, I'm not really paying attention to the movie. I'm like just getting the vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah, the high. Yeah. <laughs> so you you only go see like really sad movies that can make everyone cry, or really exciting movies. Yeah, or a lot of comedies. That's another good one that like yep. you know gets people reacting i've definitely i've definitely seen her somewhere but i think it's like the mom of a friend from high school like that's like oh you know yeah 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 i just i I i've seen like one of her shakespeare movies one time so i think that's pretty cool but to me she's just the lady who buys us free cake once a week (laughs) yeah pretty much who who disappears sometimes for weeks or months at a time and then (laughs) is is back in the office yep all right i can I'll, i'll run with that Thank you, everybody. Fun, <laughs> fun food Friday. I don't know. Try to come up with something for a weekly food event. We'll 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 figure something out. I think we can make that work. She can join us for pizza and beer. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. I love. See, I love this. I love this because I would never have in a million years have have made uh, a respected leader at Pembroke, Helen Mirren. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was leading the direction of like Charlie, but, uh, but yeah, now I'm, I'm, but now I'm changed up. So am I thinking of the right person? She was in red, right? Yep. Nope, yeah. Yep. yep. That's 
That was the picture I had in my mind with her with a sniper rifle. Yeah, it's great. Sorry, spoiler for that eight-year-old movie or whatever it is. She has right. a sniper rifle. Okay, let's get Zoe another location. All right. Um, our location has been banned from a prestigious event. What is it, and why were we banned? Oh, like, like we don't get to participate in something. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, I want to see the Oscars. <laughs> like, why would we be invited to the other? Like, Helen Mirren can never be nominated again because there's something we can. No. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, I think that there is a um God. Oh god. Okay. They're in the town of what's the name of this town? Covenant. In the town of Covenant, there is a softball league. And Pembroke is forbidden from playing in the softball league after the incident of three years ago in which uh Every member of a rival team was stricken with a mysterious illness all at once right before the championship game, uh, allowing Pembroke to win. Uh, but yes. Was uh, it the team of know, a particular office supplies store? Yes. Yes. They were they were competitors in the finals. And um, for some reason, they all just got like a really severe case of the 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 a really severe head cold. I don't know. Mm. Something like that. And also we're banned from the Oscars. <laughs> and also the Oscars. Ellen Mirren invited us one time and it all went wrong. Oh yeah. She learned yeah. her lesson. Yeah. Ooh, boy, <laughs> We are not Oscar ready people. No, I think maybe she hired you to work security. <laughs> and yeah, still it did not turn out yeah. the way it was supposed to. Uh, how, how I did a great intended. job. I looked at Ellen the wrong way. <laughs> we're doing security and we were the ones that squirted out. It was, <laughs> it went wrong. Cool. Okay. I like it. Uh, going around here. Uh, that looks like it is. Uh, Blythe, I think, right? Yeah. Analia. Analia. Oh, Analia. Needs a location. Uh, someone in our location is adverse to change. Who and why is tradition important to them? <laughs> just, uh, now, what? Just, just uh, to keep in mind, these are separate from relationships or character traits. So, no, even I- though we know that that the stubborn gentleman is resistant to change, uh, it wouldn't be. Uh, wow, I'm just completely drawing all the blanks. It wouldn't be Benton. It would be someone else that you're creating. Right. Um, okay, so the pers- there's a person who's resistant to change. It is... Uh, and it's okay if you don't have a name uh, right off the bat. We can work on that. It is our actual IT person. Who isn't me? I just do that job because I'm better at it. (laughs) 
But the IT person doesn't like change and doesn't like all the change I've been bringing in and is like, you, you nasty little youngin. <laughs> Our 80-year-old you know, IT person. It just sounds like that, but he's actually like 40. Yeah. <laughs> just... Um, so, yeah. so uh, Analia keeps bringing up new technologies, new ways of networking, and new ways of keeping the system secure, uh, and all of the other IT solutions. And uh, this actual IT per actual this actual mm. IT person. But Fortran uh, was good enough for NASA. It's good enough for us. <laughs> well, actual IT person. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do, do, doesn't like new tech and ideas and is very stubborn about doing things uh, in their own way. Yeah, they're they're stubborn at my like new databases and software that I keep trying to use and they're like, it was working, why are you changing it? Yeah, they're using like Lotus 1, 2, 3. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's too real. <laughs> We're perfect. <laughs> What do you mean you took what what do you mean you took down the Pine email server? <laughs> oh god. Still using Vista? Why? Yeah. Windows ME is very stable as long as you make these these small changes. You wash your mouth out. <laughs> 78 page <laughs> three ring wide. All right. Uh, Benton, give us a location. Or rather, Jason, uh, give us a location for Benton to describe. Something is censored in our location. What is censored and why? Ooh. Is, that, is that censored like blocked out or censored like uh, uh, yeah, requires a censor? Yeah, C-E-N-S-O-R, censored. Ooh, all right. Something, something is beyond the firewall. Uh, Twitter. Hmm. We are not allowed to go on Twitter for any like in any work capacity. I mean, it makes sense to me, Silas. But what, uh, do you, is do we know why? We don't know why. We don't know why specifically. Just Twitter. So, like all other social media is available, but all the social media is available. Twitter is locked down, and no one has given you an answer about why. No one can give us a straight answer as to exactly why we are not allowed. To access Twitter, I've tried like taking down the firewall, and it just gives me like a weird demonic face, and it's like, don't do it. No <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's some evil demonic pact involved that we're. Yep. No Twitter. Nope. <laughs> Noted. I wasn't yeah, going think... to use it anyway, so. Okay. Sometimes I wish no Twitter was a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so for everyone listening and watching, uh, diegetically, I will not be posting the games on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I will, in fact, go ahead and post uh, things on Twitter, and I hope everyone else will as well for my crew because uh, it does reach a bunch of people. Um, okay. Cool. I think that is uh, all of our locations and all of our relationships. So I think that we have uh, our big question here to answer. What is one line that no one in the group will cross? 
I don't think it can be murder because we have one person whose whole existence is based on vengeance. Yeah. Hmm. Would uh maybe we would never lie to Helen Mirren? <laughs> It's a little small, a little limited. Yeah. Um. Uh, in the classic, um, there is a veil sort of uh, trope. Could it be that you would never reveal the existence of the supernatural to someone who is not already aware of the supernatural? Since we have a lot of, um, I wonder if it's maybe it's a specific case we won't take. I'm sorry, I missed a specific what? Like a type of case. Oh, maybe that we won't take. Hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of energy around the Fae in our setup so maybe there's something to do with that and something I like the idea of a case we won't take maybe there's a connection there hmm or maybe it's something that we'll just never look into when it comes to the Fae like we will like you cannot hire us to investigate that yeah they're too tricksy <laughs> oh yeah that could be. Um, like what maybe, if it's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking maybe it's like a specific... Like, maybe there's a very specific, very powerful fae that has been the cause of many things. And we every time we had tried to look into it in the past, it like did not work out. Uh, so now we just kind of were like, nope, won't do it. It has hurt us and hurt our company one too many times. Yeah, there's like an Oberon type fairy king figure. Yeah, that we're just like, no. <laughs> if he's if he's involved at all, we drop the case. Yeah, because we've already had bad experiences with him. Yep. Yeah. We also Is no it, longer it, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, is it uh, one specific Greater Fae, or is it all Greater Fae? Maybe there's like a royal court and like Yeah, I like a, a handful. Court. Yeah, a handful of them, and if we're like, if it's someone involved with that. Right. Um, uh, like, a, the, like the entire Seely or Unseely court, or do you mean like a specific family for lack of a better word yeah i think it is like i think it is like a royal family type situation and you can interpret that however you want okay and and what is the reason why no one will is it no one will work for them or no one will uh get involved in a case that they're involved in i think not working for them is probably the better way to go like they've Mm -hmm. tried to hire us in the past and it's always always gone badly right yeah, and they never give us the whole picture, and we keep getting in trouble. 
because of yeah. them. Their fingers are in too many pies. They have too many interests. Yeah. Too many enemies. Telling you, that's why I left. It's, it's just drama. Also, the office supplies are very limited. <laughs> I have to spend all day carving a staple out of a out of a twig. Yeah, it's the whole thing. And then it, and then it breaks when you try and bend it. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it would be kind of tough because if you have a, an aversion to uh, if you have an aversion to steel. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I don't think our Faye do because we haven't established any of that. Yeah, I totally so forgot taking that as a weakness. Yeah. I, uh, I I took um, I took heat as a weakness. Playing off, they're also usually uh, fire usually kills them. Oh yeah, good. So I'm the opposite. Cold. I hate cold. You hate fire. The thermostat wars. <laughs> We're such good rivals. <laughs> At some point, I just bought a space heater. I kind of feel like maybe that is the line that nobody crosses. The uh, the thermostat is a is, is a no man. We we have established an agreement. <laughs> there was an accord. There's an accord. This is where the thermostat will be set. Have like a treaty taped, like laminated and taped above it with all of our signatures. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a sign underneath it that says "Do not touch." Since. Sincerely, Dame Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I literally wrote all of the Royal Court of Fae stuff, and now I'm putting, also, don't touch the thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> These are important. Yeah, we're keeping all of that, right? The court and the thermostat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, well, both. Okay, good. <laughs> I want all of it. I'm just gonna have so like whenever you go into uh Analia's like desk area cubicle, she has like piles of blankets and a little space heater underneath her desk. <laughs> when it's seventy six in the office. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. joking, but I did this in real life. Fair enough. <laughs> so um Jason, you have done uh, you, you've done Decima before. Have we hit all of the uh, components? We have four, four each for uh, every player and for the world. Yeah, everyone. Else? Everyone has two relationships and has answered two place questions. And we did Major Arcana um, all the way around. Um, it's always optional how many you want to do, but uh, that's that's kind of the bare bones of it. Okay, I, I feel like this is a good uh, amount to work with, and if there's any other interesting points or anything that we want to uh, add or have in our, our world, I think we can talk about that outside of the channel. But I think this gives us a good starting place for everything. Uh, everyone else agree? Or Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. good. Okay, cool. Um, did anyone else have anything that they wanted to talk about uh, specifically related to the game or um, hopes and visions, quick rule questions. Uh, obviously, I'll be available to answer stuff offline, um, but anything else we think is important to let our uh, viewers and listeners know? I don't think so. I think we had a good. Good, good. Okay. 
then uh, I think we are at the end of our creation for Pembroke. So I just want to go ahead and uh, thank everyone who hung out in chat. Uh, I know that there are some fantastic ideas and jokes in there, and I look forward to reading through that uh, once I'm not trying to juggle chainsaws over here. Uh, <laughs> but I hope that uh, you found it as entertaining and informative uh, about the system, about the world we're going to be playing in. Um, as as I think we all did, I'm taking a I'm speaking for everyone here in the in the royal dungeon master sense. Um, and I'm going to pretty much quit babbling here uh, and go to the actual ending of the program. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday when we will be here playing Pembroke again, uh, this time actually beginning a, a session and running, uh, running for it. Um, if you do want to go ahead and check out any of the other Happy Jacks shows, we do recommend that you go to happyjacks.org and the name of the game, or if you just go to happyjacks.org slash shows, you can pull up everything. You can look for your favorite player, you can look for your favorite theme, even for your favorite game. Uh, although you may have to do that manually, I do not think there's a search function, but it'll be well worth your time, and hopefully uh, your entertainment dollar will be well spent on these free programs. Um, so again, hope you had a wonderful time, and I just would like to go around the ring and let everyone get a chance to introduce themselves and plug anything they may have coming up. So uh, let's actually take this out of order, and I'm going to start with Emily. Uh, oh. can't hear you. You, uh, you might want to start over. Yeah, you cut in at the end there, but it, we couldn't hear you at first. Vander, uh, or if you can find me on Twitter at EmilyVDW. I do a whole bunch of stuff that I link to there. Uh, every other Monday night, including this upcoming Monday night, I am in the Great American Witch game here on Happy Jacks. Very different tone from this game, but uh, it has been really uh, compelling and, and fun and uh, dark and mysterious to play in. Uh, and I have a scripted audio fiction podcast called Arden, and season two begins Monday, so check that out. Fantastic. All right, we're going to go diagonally up to Jay. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am also, uh, you can find me and some other Happy Jacks faves doing uh, 12-sided stories, Hack the Planet, actual play, on Fridays, and then we'll be releasing the podcast uh, shortly thereafter as well. Uh, and you can find me on all the Twitters uh, and the socials at Jay Holtham saying, I don't know, dumb things all of the time. Great. All right. And Blythe? I think you have a great Twitter, Jay. It's hilarious. Um, I think y'all should follow it. But um, yes, uh, I am Blythe Kayla. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlytheKayla93. Uh, you can also, at some point soon, find me on Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek Perseverance. That's at, at SCRD12 on Twitter. Follow for future updates. It's going to be great, and it's gay, and it's wonderful, and it's Star Trek. And, of course, you can find me here every Wednesday. Now, again, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Cool. And last but certainly not least, Jason. 
Uh, yeah, I'll just echo Blythe's point is good for a lot of Happy Jacks fans. We go every other week, so it's important to know that this show is weekly. And so that's uh, different for from a lot of Happy Jacks shows. So uh, we're here every week. Uh, I also uh, stream on my own channel at It's Probably Okay on Twitch. And uh, Friday afternoons uh, with Sam DeLev, we do a Friday fly day and play some No Man's Sky and just chill the heck out. Because it's just very calm and gentle. And uh, Saturday mornings is the um, Into the Spider-Verse game that I'm, we're using masks to, to play a Spider-Verse RPG. And it is a lot of fun. Uh, Abria Iyengar is uh, Miles Morales, and we have a whole other cast of folks. It's actually people from a bunch of different streams, and so it's also Into the Streamerverse. So um, I, had, I had a lot of fun with that, so... Um, also wrapping up the Sunday game are, are our two penultimate, you know, we're penultimate and then fun finale are this month. So, um, it's dungeon world ish. We're using the online SRD free materials and kind of just winging it in the Eberron setting. So, um, but that's, that's coming to an end The the great, uh, train heist is, uh, either going to happen or not because that's life. <laughs> It either happens or it doesn't. So um, I think that's everything for me. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Probably Okay, same as my Twitch. And uh, I look forward to seeing you around. Great. Uh, everyone, I am uh, Nick. You can find me online at, at SunGrowler. Uh, I'm not incredibly prolific, but uh, check it out if you had a good time tonight. And uh, hopefully you'll have a good time on the socials. Uh, this is currently the only show that I'm doing, so you will be seeing my mug every Wednesday night for the foreseeable future. Uh, it has been my pleasure to present Pembrokes to you all, and uh, I wish you a good night. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. If I told you the things I've seen on my ways If I told you the things I've done in my days You wouldn't believe me anyway So it's best I just don't say I've lived a thousand lives, I piloted a thousand souls, I killed and fought and died, just for 